Hey, it's Rob. Hope you've been enjoying the shows. I don't normally do stuff like this, but they are accepting nomination over at the Discover Pods Awards. If you like the show, please do me a favor. Go to awards.discoverpods.com and click nominate and put us down. Put us down for comedy or kids and family or best new podcast or whatever. I would really appreciate it. Enjoy the show. Yeah, I don't want to go to jail for anything. I'm much too, like, weak. And you're pretty. You are listening to the Stand Up Dads Podcast. This is heck of boring. Yeah, it is. Let's try again. It's numbers. Mm-hmm. I guess Chinese kids have a lot easier time because of the way they teach numbers. Well, and also the way their numbers are structured. Yeah. Like straight up. Like, you know, yi, sam, say, ng, look, chop, bak, gao, sup. And then it's sup, yat, sup, yi, sup, sam, sup, say. So it's just 10, 1, 10, 2, 10, 3, 10, 4. And you get ya, yat, ya, yi, ya, sam, ya, say. And so it's just 20, 1, 22, 20, you know, and it's just on and on and on. But for us, it's different. Like 11, teens, 12, yeah. 13, well, 14. I'm dealing with that with my six year old now. Yeah. Who just, he can't. You just have to memorize, which yeah. is the worst thing to tell a kid. Like there's yeah. a, and the the worst part is the logic behind 11, 12, yeah. 13, 14 is even more fucked. It doesn't so it's match not the 20, it. 30, 40. Yeah. Right. And it's, right. then that's what he's asked me directly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have no answer for you, kid. Yeah. Just one of the Tell him to blame, ways blame of, the British. And why don't we just, why don't we just change it? Like what, 10, 1, 10, 2, 10, 3. 10, 1, 10, 2, 10, 3. Go for it. Yeah. I like have that. Fun idea. With that. <laughs> I, yeah. I support it. 10, 4. Just make just blame it on Common Core like yeah. everything else. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually like Common Core, and it doesn't work for my son at all. Oh, really? Well, we can talk about that because yeah. I'm teaching my autistic child math. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so, yeah. you're listening to Stand Up Dads. This is Rob. Mike couldn't make it today. Today we have two special guests. We have. <laughs> He's laughing. <laughs> special. I don't bus. mean spe- yeah. I don't mean special <laughs> like okay. little short bus. bus. Yes. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Uh, we got Damien Harmony. He's a comic out of Sacramento. Say hi, Damien. Hi. How's it going, guys? I'm not used to doing fucking introductions. <laughs> and we have another comic, Teo Morgan. Hey, how you doing? And I got them here because today we're talking about autism and all the, the range on the spectrum in between because I guess they've changed the way they name it and all that. Yeah, uh, the DSM-4 had it as one thing, and there were like these discrete little things that it was called, and that was a damn sight better than what it used to be, just mm-hmm. called mental retardation yeah. or things like that. And then they came out with the next DSM. I'm not sure what sequel we're in, to be honest. DSM is? Diagnostic something or other so manual. So you're saying when I was younger, so. I was actually a retard? No, I'm saying... <laughs> Can I say that now? Am I allowed? No, it's did. still not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking people yeah. was smart tart offensive because I want to do a joke about that. I'm a smart tart because <laughs> there's a lot of stuff I don't get. Well, I get off on people who are smart, so I'm smart hard. It's <laughs> okay. totally different though. Damn it. Most of us are not <laughs> smart when we're hard. Uh, but <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, so it used to be, you know, it used to be that was the classification. Before that, the classification was idiot. Like we've yeah. grown, like ret- retarded was actually better for a while. That's and a medical term. Yeah, but at the same time, that's still the same DSM that listed homosexuality as sure. a uh, mental illness. So we had a ways to go. But you're saying my wife is right. I am an idiot. Well, that might be <laughs> irrespective of the others. Okay. <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. Whichever sequel we're in now, they, they expanded it mm-hmm. to just that it's a spectrum. And, and our understanding of it has grown by leaps and bounds. And it has to do with just the fact that there's now more room for it and that it's considered not necessarily a deficiency, just mm-hmm. a difference that really matters. So because it matters for treatment, it matters for how just the words that we use absolutely totally. impact the policies that we have. So 
it's like Vatican II for mental health. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you had the same regression back from it, you know. <laughs> hey, can I can I interject with my ADHD? Um, like, <laughs> so when you said it's not a deficiency anymore, mm-hmm. that reminded me of something. I'm seeing a counselor uh, specializes mm-hmm. in Asperger's or ASD now, just mm-hmm. like high functioning. Uh, autism spectrum mm-hmm. disorder mm-hmm. and she said that some of her patients actually feel like there's nothing wrong with them they're better because they're not distracted by a lot of the things other people yeah. are mm-hmm. i guess i can i can see that perspective but i guess for me in particular like it's a problem for other reasons and we can sure. talk about that later i just wanted to drop that i thought it was i was like whoa these dudes like think they're like because mm-hmm. i guess they're, they're kind of like i'm like brainiac motherfuckers you know yeah. like like literally or leader you yeah. know like yeah, you know like yeah. you know like just big old green head yeah, yeah like, just, <laughs> well you know part of it's also it's there's very often you have a reclamation of a thing oh, um right. so like i think back to the 70s with black is beautiful you know and, and prior to that mighty that's mighty white of you was the compliment right and then <laughs> you've got you know those things happening so Autism is my superpower is very often what I hear. So like I'd be uh, like a yeah. Asperger centric. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, so I don't know well, and it's uh, it, it's a little worrisome to me. Anytime you fetishize anything, it's a natural mm-hmm. growth. It's a natural part of the path. I think uh, the journey, as yeah. it were, for for things to get to full acceptance. Soon you'll see things being marketed to people with Asperger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I noticed like yeah. when I started doing research because when mm-hmm. when the guy threw that at me. I wasn't expecting that. I just asked, dude, can you write up a treatment summary? And then he, he's like, Teo has a high-functioning aspect. I'm like, why didn't you tell me this before you sent me this PDF? You know, like, <laughs> I, can you at least give me a hint? Like, what the fuck? I, I started doing research because mm-hmm. I'm like, what, what, what do you do? You know, well, I'm going to go, like, I can't go hang out with people with Asperger's, but the closest thing I can do is go on the Internet mm-hmm. and, like, look up stuff. And it seemed like there's, like, these little pockets and forums and communities mm-hmm. of people on the Internet and then they're tossing around the word neurotypical yes. in a pejorative fashion. Right. You know, like, and I guess it's because people that are neurotypical, like, I guess Rob... So it's like being cisgendered. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. But it's like, yeah, they're blaming neurotypical people for all the pain and suffering that they've experienced because neurotypical people <clears throat> aren't really going to try to understand, sure. you know, your existence and how that is. And I was like... Because they're the default setting. Yeah. And so why would I need to look outside of that mm-hmm. when that's all I've ever seen? You know, and, yeah, and, and, and then there's a trailer across from because well, life's uh, hard enough. Why yeah. am I gonna? Yeah, so. that makes sense. But you know, the the problem with the fetishization, especially with a group that social cues aren't necessarily their strength, oh. uh, is that then you get into this cycle, and and smart people are really good at convincing ourselves that we're smart mm-hmm. and that we're right. And that's that's what they Wait, do. Did you just say we us? and them? Like, yeah. Okay. yeah, I did both. <laughs> us and them, yeah. I othered myself and then included myself. Yeah. The problem comes when dumb people convince themselves that they're smart. Yeah, and it's really <laughs> easy to do for dumb <laughs> yeah, people. Um, I don't know. I think it's it's a problem when smart people do because mm-hmm. I think you know I don't really see anybody as being in absolutely smart. I think everybody's smart about something, and everybody's got mm-hmm. an, a blind spot or well, multiple. Ge- genius used to be a noun. I have a genius. No, oh, I am okay. a genius. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, and it ma- that matters because I have a genius in. So, like you know, Kanye West is a genius. He about has a beats. genius about beats. About, exactly. That's it. Oh. Not about lyrics. Right. Self promotion. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, Self promotion. He he has a genius for that. Our president has a genius for that. The no. Kardashians have a genius for that. They absolutely <laughs> yeah. do, man. Like yeah. you cannot deny their their success and their ability to. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're on the same side. Yeah. Somebody was saying that Trump is an idiot, and then I said, "You mistake him. He mm-hmm. pays people to think about those other things." His genius he just is, yeah. you know, right. he doesn't I'm listen to them. Divert us but, right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't but, need to know about gravity. Right, he, he'll go ask somebody about that. Right, you know, but if only. Yeah, but anyway, so like when you get yeah. that fetishization, I worry that you have this. You 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 end up getting this cloistering 
of mm-hmm. a group that, frankly, one of the issues is they, they struggle with dealing with others. And if you have them just constantly reinforcing to each other that we're superior, we're superior, mm-hmm. that's its own problem. Yeah, yeah I guess so, that, like, because you could turn from val- just validation, because that's really right. what you're seeking, is, is I want somebody to validate me as right. a person. And then, uh, but then somebody goes, hey, well, what if? Like right. I said, you know. it's like what white people were afraid that black people would do in the 70s. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's looking. Yeah, 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 we're like, Nick, man, they don't know. They, these white folks. That's why man. people were afraid of Magneto. I'm you only half joking, for yeah. real. <laughs> yeah. You want to get into that at no. all? No. Yeah. <laughs> you get to. Yeah, well, I'll just say my, my coworkers are now, we're the majority, you know, and yeah. there'll be times where I'm like, man, why did that, why is this person, and then my, my homie's like, Tao, just let them, you know, they can't understand. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, you know, basically patronizing, because it's like, but I think part of that comes from like, man, you don't want to shoulder the responsibility of having to educate these people. Right. About, and then they're not going to believe you anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's easier to just patronize and say they can't understand. So just I've been called out like, for my caucasity. So. Caucasity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rightly so. And it took me a while to catch on. And I was like, oh, yeah. shit. I am. You are right on that one. But so. I digress. Like, yes. Yeah. Back to the. Uh, uh-huh. Now I'm all fucking turned around. Yeah. No, I mean, but I we were, we're talking about two the, of your format now. No, <laughs> it's all over. Can I, can I drop something real quick? That's an interesting thing, too, because I started doing research and Latinos and uh, people of African descent in the United States are way underdiagnosed. Like oh, yeah. if, if, if they're if they're on the spectrum, usually they're just considered a bad kid. And like, yeah. you know, and uh, that's yeah. been that's been something I, I was looking into. And I kind of like, I don't know, I kind of want to figure out how to do something about that. But I don't know what to do. I'll tell you, as a teacher, the parents of students who are Latino and African American, as you spoke, they are. Resistant. I'm not going to say, yeah, yeah. It's there's a high level, yeah. exactly, and it's it's one of those. I have a friend who she grew up in the uh, in the 70s, and because she was of mixed heritage, they considered her to be special needs. Now this mm. is in Virginia, I want to say, just because she was of mixed. Yep, Fuck. because she was half black, half white. So she's, oh, wow. Therefore, yeah. So there's, and, and you know, you've got all those statistics about uh, why people of color don't trust the medical profession, and then you read Tuskegee. books. <laughs> yeah. You know, or, or more modern books, like Choice and, uh, Choice and Coercion, I think it's called, and it's, uh, it's about the sterilization program that mm-hmm. went all the way through 98 in North Carolina. So there's a... It went that far? Yeah, that's, that's the thing oh, that gets people. Dude. Yeah, and there is a tremendous level of, very earned distrust from the institutions that kept people out. Right. And the problem is, is like now that you've got people who don't stigmatize it, who are like, no, this can actually get you the help that you need. Mm -hmm. And now you're fighting against a generation of people who were like, can't trust that, like existentially can't. And, and so you've got another generation who are getting Mm underdiagnosed. That's a problem. It is. Well, it's funny because I was doing some research because I know nothing about the spectrum, you Mm -hmm. know, until this week. I still know nothing about it. But Mm -hmm. as far as like the 70s and -hmm. early 80s, it was like seen as psychological trauma that caused it. Nothing about genetics, which just blew my mind because... Yeah, it also makes sense, though, because uh, you don't have the ability to look that closely at genetics at that time. Sure. They're still doing Punnett squares, you know? Like, it's well, it's not micro arrays. Oh, me too. Those are fun. Trying to remember Punnett the, squares? The, T, the big T, the little T oh, to see recessive yeah, and dominant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all they thought, that that's there were so, recessive and dominant Mendel. genes. Mendel. Mendel, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah Mendel. With the yeah. P's and all that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shit, yeah. I remember doing that in grade school. <laughs> but yeah, that was the sum total of their understanding yeah. of, you know. Because they could just see expressed traits, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They don't see the knock-on traits underneath. So. Yeah, but I mean, because I remember, you know, when I was... Shit, it's been 35 years now, but 
you know, I was like 10, there was the mm-hmm. autistic kid that, right. and it's like, okay, he's too early to have psychological trauma, mm-hmm. you know, so you know, he's doing the whole flapping and the covering the ears and right. all that, and, and we were just scared of him because we didn't understand, mm-hmm. and I get why that happens, it's just fucked, but... And the teachers weren't trained in how to be inclusive, and yeah. the principals weren't trained in how to protect their rights. Yeah, there's all kinds of yeah. Man, I'm just now realizing this this kid Robbie when I was in grammar school, mm-hmm. he, he was probably <laughs> on the spectrum. Yeah. He was hella smart. Like, but he you know, you try to talk to him at recess and he would just be like I'd be like, Hey Robbie, what's up? And he's like, Meow and he'd just like turn into an airplane like, yeah. and fly away, you know. I'm like yeah. man, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. when I growing up they, people weren't talking about it. Yeah. Well, because I remember when you were telling me about it, you know, I was like, No, you're not. And yeah. uh <laughs> But because my limited experience with it, I read a book about a guy with Asperger's called Look Me in the Eye. Yeah. He's the brother of Augustin Burroughs? No. Was, yeah. Whatever. It's been a while. And it read that, and it was just interesting how he had to train himself, mm-hmm. you know, to look people in the eye and to listen to what they're saying and say, okay, they are looking for one of these things for me to right. say back. And just, so it seemed very when outlined. It, and Well, and it's weird because it, like, okay. Oh, Due to my advanced age, you know, no, but I got diagnosed <laughs> when I was older and I didn't remember going through that, like having yeah. to learn stuff because everybody called me like a late bloomer mm-hmm. and all this other stuff, you know, like people were surprised I drove late, I had sex late, I kissed late, everything was just late because mm-hmm. I couldn't figure it out. I needed to know how do you do that? Mm-hmm. And people were like, you just do it. And I'm like, what do you mean? What's the system? I need to understand, right. you know? <laughs> And so I just did everything hella late, and then like it was true. Like girls didn't believe me yeah. that I was a virgin, or and they and it all sounded they're like this is some kind of weird game. And I'm like, if I had game, this wouldn't be the one I'd play. You know, <laughs> right. like it's not working. It don't work. You know, but um, I don't believe you that you're 46. Yeah, <laughs> but well, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. People don't believe that. But uh, so like, but if you go back, like, so what? I I had this meetup group I found that was just specifically for people with Asperger's. Mm-hmm. And the first time I went there, I was like, maybe I don't have it because I don't, I'm not experiencing sure. this thing. And then the next time I went, I was listening to him a little more intently. And I'm like, oh, shit. I remember being like that girl yeah. in elementary school. You know, she just mm-hmm. hasn't got past it yet. Right. And, then, and this, I remember that's me in junior high. That's me in high school. That's me in college. It's you like know, people to go to their first AA meeting. Well, I'm not that fucked up. Yeah. Right. So, right, right. <laughs> it's like, but, so I'm okay. But you go to your second one, you're like, oh, oh. no, I, yeah, <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. Uh, but like, I think that. It's it's also probably because I started at a maybe I did start at a higher functioning point, but I still like eye contact. I didn't mm-hmm. start, you know. I had these revelations. I, oh, I remember when I got over that. It was uh, because Mrs. Lord, my uh, anthropology teacher, said mm-hmm. that in the in black communities, eye contact is seen as like a sign of respect. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the, and then she's like, but in white communities, does it seem like a, as a as a point of conflict, like mm-hmm. a, like a, a, an aggressive thing? And I'm like, really? Yeah. And then, um, and I think I don't think it's because my mom's family is Irish, and I think that a lot of there's a lot of thing crossover between some like people that immigrate here, right? And then also people from the South in general, like tend to. But anyway, I started doing experiments, and mm-hmm. that's how I got over it. I didn't realize, I didn't really think about the reason I started being comfortable with eye contact because it was a fucking social experiment. Mm-hmm. She said, if you want to see if this is true, just go start staring down white kids. And so, <laughs> yeah, she didn't say it just like that. Yeah. But that's what she meant. But you that's know? what came and out started of yeah. making money. And, and she then, would yeah. encourage us to do these like so- socially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All this lunch yeah. money coming in. Yeah. <laughs> but it was true. Like, you know, I could be like one alligator, two alligator, mm-hmm. three alligator, white kid looks down. Right. You know, one alligator, two alligator, three alligator, black kid, what's up? Mm-hmm. And then Latino kids, it would vary 
um, Asian kids, it was very dependent on where they came from or mm-hmm. what you know who they were assimilated to. Sure. But yeah, for me, it was just all like social experiment. But after that, now eye contact is like a fun game. Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm doing it like for the same reason as other people. It's f- my head is so fucked up. I'm like, yeah, because you're really good at eye contact. And I'm like, wait, that might come off as me saying you're well spoken. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck, I can't say that. But I have to break it. Like I have <laughs> yeah. to be, you know, I have to no, break. You're it doing a great job. Anything. I'm like watching you do eye contact. You yeah. know, like it's unnatural to watch someone's eye contact the way I've been doing it for the past. 20 minutes <laughs> but i got to the point where i don't think about it and i think yeah. that's the thing is that i think this is some of the other that's stuff natural I, some of the other re- uh, research i had done i'd found i'd found stuff that was written by specifically like women i think it's called asperger heartbreaker or something like that but it was like or cold heart and it was all these like accounts of women who hated men with asperger's because they say they're not really people they're just machine you know they're just simulated they're automata and they're, yeah. yeah and they're just like trying to get at your whatever and and don't care and i was like i think if you read about it the way they medically objectify people makes you forget that children are going through that Mm -hmm. developmental you know it's a developmental disorder so like me learning eye contact at a later point that other people that's what children are doing you know they're Mm -hmm. doing it much earlier than i did you described a sociopath not a kid with asperger's i mean yeah well, that's what it can that's sound like, it. though. And actually, yeah. and then, autism spectrum disorder yeah. is under psychopathy, I believe, yeah. um, under the thing. So the categorization can make it seem... But I like I was trying to talk to you know my people. I don't like to say... I don't, why do I not like to say therapist? I don't like to say that. Uh, I would go back Same. to the distrust of mental institutions. Yeah, and, counts, and counselor, and on and on. I guess. And you got, girl, girl, both girl, yeah. <laughs> you got it on both sides. You got it on both sides because you're also part Irish. Yeah, and the Irish were like institutionalized for suspected man- masturbation. Dude, in the my 1800s. my aunt, uh, she <laughs> be locked she, up. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, no, but I'm dead serious because they thought that it would soften the brain. And my grand my grandpa <laughs> made my aunt. She was left handed. She made uh-huh. he made her sit on her hand and would yep. would hit her with a stick if she wrote with her left hand. Yeah, so, yeah. There's a lot of stuff like that, but um, I guess left-handedness is a mental disorder. You know, it it's was. the devil. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a left-handed, redheaded stepchild, yeah. and <laughs> I didn't know that that was a joke. So I had a friend once. The man, shut up before I slap you like a left-handed, redheaded stepchild. You are. I was like, oh, that's funny. That's how specific. <laughs> and everybody's like, do, it's do you thing. not get it? It's I was a like, thing. Do I not get what? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I was picked. Like, <laughs> it just blew my mind how much. You know, how much we don't understand about it. Yep. Found an article about it actually just focused on parents that have Asperger's or autism mm-hmm. with kids mm-hmm. and how that works. And they were talking about this guy was trying to put an article up and like eight different journals rejected him mm-hmm. in 1988 saying, oh, that's fucking silly. Autistic right. people don't have kids. Yeah, and that's 1988. You, in 1988. Yes. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And that yeah. was like 30 years ago. Man, they yeah. can't fuck. They don't know how to fuck. That's no, I mean, their whole no, thing they was... the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but their whole thing is you can't grow up, get married, have kids if you're autistic. And right. it's like, mm. wow. Well, I, Rain Man came out in 89. Yeah. Fuck. Know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we're retarded. Right. I so forget. it goes back to, you know... We're that. idiots and we're retarded. Right. And then eventually it works its way up to I'm saying we. That's, a, that's progress for <laughs> that's, me. Because I, still, I yeah. still don't like... It's less offensive. I was trying to... <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is I was... I'm at this point where I... Like I tell people, I don't really look at... Like, I don't identify with Asperger's or autism. But I was trying to say like... Because one of my friends was like, Nigga, you don't, you don't have Asperger's. You're just smart. 
<laughs> and, and, and I was like, well, thank you. But I was like, the research I've done indicates that whether I have Asperger's or not is not important. But people who have Asperger's definitely have me because they're going through a lot of the same shit <laughs> that I deal with, you know, yeah. like, and, and that I have dealt with throughout my life. I just had to kind of like think about it. Like, man, I, I didn't want to eat a lot of stuff because of the mm -hmm. texture. texture yeah. I didn't want certain fabrics touching me. Mm -hmm. Same. Yeah. Same. I hate fleece on my palms. Oh, like, really? if, I, if I have a fleece jacket, I'm not wearing it. Because, like, if it touches my palms, it fucks with me. I don't really? fuck with burlap. I don't really... No shit. Yeah, I mean... Wow. My brother hates paper towels. Oh, really? I yeah. Can't that makes thing. life tough. Eh, maybe. I, mean, I just use wash rags. I guess. I had nightmares about textures as a kid. I specifically remember textures like having that's like so waking up and being like oh fuck i don't want to touch that you know? I, so i had like texture wise that's why i don't like mushrooms i love the smell of them huh. i hate the, t the feel of them right Slimy. but but no it's that that kind of bounce that they oh. have to them when you chew oh, them. okay it's gross <laughs> <laughs> when it's cooked or when it's raw both really like it's still bouncy no matter what you know it's just bouncy with oil or not you know but I was thinking, you were talking about textures. When I, I used to go fall asleep to music, uh -huh. I had a cassette of the Rolling Stones' Hot Licks. Uh -huh. right? It was a two-cassette two mix uh -huh. of uh, their best shit all the way through, like, Wild Horses. And can we swear on this? Yeah. Good. Uh, so <laughs> I just said I don't fuck with shit. So I know. Like, I know. Well, and he dropped just a few N-bombs. So yeah. yeah. Feel free. Did I, did I? Oh, <laughs> you, you dropped already? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn it. You guys it's can... okay. I don't think there was the hard R. Is there We're a counter? <laughs> click, click. Yeah. Oh, I, you never say the hard R. Right. Let me tell you that, Rob. Never. Yeah. If you slip up, never, there's no reason yeah, for There's that. no comeback. Yeah. Oil so. and vinegar. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's yes. why I tell my students you can't use the hard R with ginger. It's not okay. Like, because when you've been running from the sun for 400 years, so you you're know. talking mushrooms, though. Yeah, yeah, mushrooms. So yes. now I'm actually talking Rolling Stones yes. because I would have almost auditory hallucinations when I would listen to Ruby Tuesday. Hmm. And that song fucks with me still, and it would give me nightmares because, and I would have a very specific nightmare of me sitting in the middle of a room and you couldn't see any of the uh, walls around, and it was third person. It was third person, like omniscient, practically, because like it was so far up, and it would zoom in on me, and then it would zoom in on like a pin, uh -huh. and then that would become my thumbnail, and it would be right up on my eye, and just looking straight up, not like menacing or anything, uh -huh. and that would just mess with me. Hmm. And to me, that's the texture of sound of huh. of Ruby Tuesday, because if you listen, sound, I'm gonna name an album that. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> uh, I get five percent, but uh, <laughs> but uh, the if you listen to Ruby Tuesday, it yeah. just yeah. you know, and it's it, yeah. that messed with me and it still does like to this day like i still have the the echo of the memory of that so even if it's not when you're trying to get to sleep it's right just anytime yeah. anytime i hear that song i'm just like ah can we change this is that i yeah. think if i got any auditory stuff the we the weirdest thing though possibly i could think of is when i was a kid mm -hmm. always a woman to me mm -hmm. by um billy joel mm -hmm. something about the my mom would listen to that a lot mm -hmm. And something was weird about that song. It made me feel weird, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, I don't know if that's normal. But I want to go back to food because, like, yeah. the things I couldn't mess with, I couldn't mess with tofu. I no couldn't one mess, can mess with, with tofu. Yeah, I love tofu. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm okay now because I figured out if they fry it, it's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but avocados, bananas, oh, like yeah. anything squishy. Firm, I like George Squishy. Jo uh, George Carlin's joke about tomatoes. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like them. They, 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 if you cut them open, they don't look finished. You know, like <laughs> right, right, right. all of that, anything that's squishy, I didn't want to mess with it. Oh, and I only forced myself, once I had a kid, mm -hmm. I started day one when I had a baby, mm -hmm. forcing myself to eat things I hated so that I would be a good role model. Yeah. Dude, okay. But it's... I still don't like them. And now that, now that they've developed their own tastes, mm -hmm. I, I've let... You can back away. Yeah, I can back yeah. off. 
It's funny that you say that because this article that I found, it was called Joys and Challenges of Being a Parent with Autism. Mm -hmm. And I'll post a link to that on the show notes. It talks about parents. Like there's this one, it's a mom who is like deathly afraid of fucking up her kids. So she's doing all these things that she knows she hates. Mm -hmm. Like she hates disorder and all this stuff Mm -hmm. because she has two kids now. And she's doing it because I hate this, but I want my kid to enjoy this. You know, like being out in public and, you know, in Mm -hmm. big crowds and stuff like that where... You know, she tries to switch off with her husband to where, you know, they're a team. They, it sounds right. like they have a good system going, but the, and it's not an uncommon thing through the research. There was a guy, Simon Baron Cohen, not Barat. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> oh, know, yeah. Uh, not Barat, but I don't know if there's re- any relation. Not Sasha, yeah. yeah. Simon. But he's he's like one of the main He is guys. married to Malia Baron Cohen. That's the weird <laughs> part, though. <laughs> not Sasha. Bad. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> is that a real uh, thing? No. no. That's, that's not I'm punning on the president's daughter's uh, name. For those oh. of you listening, uh, both of these comics were just on the Capitol Punishment Oh, uh, shit, I show. didn't even know. That's yeah. both of the Obama yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Irish kids. By the way, one of the symptoms, it turns out, of uh, being on the spectrum is taking shit too literally. Yeah. 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 Oh, like, God damn, I have a story about uh, wait, my loved one. But yeah, yeah go finish. on. Also, w- interrupting people. That's yeah. another. And going <laughs> off on tangents. No, that's everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everybody interrupts people. So he's like, he's like the head researcher for um, autism at Cambridge. Mm-hmm. And what he's fine, he's like one of the main, since no one's done this shit for like the past 30 years, he's yeah. the main guy. He's doing like a study where he's following like 40 women, pregnant women. He's going to follow the kids till they're like two. Mm-hmm. And he's just noticing a lot of these repeated patterns. And one of them is they're actually better parents in the way of they're so fucking aware. Yes. Conscious of, parenting. Yeah. And yeah. it's, which, you know, a lot of us fuck, you know, the norm, what's the norm of? Neurotypical. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. They just fuck them and go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, it's a healthy. Okay, good. Because they're I'll default setting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we got no, nothing to worry about. I don't like that. I don't like it. I, I'm bad at taking compliments, but I think like I am. No, I'm not complimenting. I'm just saying as a just. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're a shitty only, parent. It's okay. Only, only in a discussion. <laughs> why, you know, honestly, autism, I wasn't no, a shitty No, I'm not complimenting parent. you. I, well, I think what it is is like once I got diagnosed, which by the way, I don't even know if it's a really accurate somebody, diagnosis. Well, because somebody said, well, he's just a, he's just got an MA. He's not a PhD. <laughs> you know, so like it don't really count. And Sounds then, like you're in denial because everything you've described up till now. <laughs> It sounds like you're sussing it out, honestly. Yeah. Well, like, it's because I, I have a friend first, who's, no. who's, whose dad is a psychologist, okay. and he's got a PhD, and so she was really like down on that, like, don't mm-hmm. trust his judgment because he's not a full-on PhD. And then I researched it a little bit more, and then I asked my current, even though her, her kind of focus is she gets along with patients that have uh, autism or Asperger's, you know, she said technically she's right. I can't diagnose you. I'm just so familiar with it. Got right. It. Like Damien, you mm-hmm. pointed out that well, Taylor Evans, mm-hmm. the, another comic. Mm-hmm. Taylor's like, yeah, I've got a, I've got autism. And then I was mm-hmm. like, fuck no, you don't. And then he's like, yeah, I do. And then Damien like breaks him down. Vacant look, no <laughs> eye contact, <laughs> yep. whatever. And yep. he's like breaking, you know, stilted speech. You know, yeah, and, and, yeah. and then t- Taylor's just like, yup, 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 <laughs> yup. But it, I think I was being racist in a way, you know, racial mm-hmm. or whatever, because Taylor's black. You know, he's like me, mixed, mm. but he he presents more black. But I was like, nigga, you ain't, you don't got autism. You're just smart. You know, like I was, right. I was doing that. You know, like, mm-hmm. but um, it's internalized. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, then you just broke it down. I'm like, oh fuck. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, do I have autism? And Damien was like, I don't know. But I think it is the case that Taylor's younger. Yeah, 
So he'll probably get past a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. just in developing in stand-up, I would bet, is pushing yeah. him to confront. Or he's, uh, and this is a thing that I've I've forever tried to teach kids. I'm a teacher, mm-hmm. so I, I can't accurately diagnose anybody, right? right? I teach kids how to conjugate verbs. But I'm a teacher. I've been around this shit forever, and the result is, like, I, yeah, I know. I know. You know, I know when I've got a kid who's got a learning mm-hmm. disability, I just adjust accordingly. You know, mm-hmm. I don't bother waiting for the 504. I don't bother waiting for the IEP or anything mm-hmm. like that. I'm like, no, no, no. You need this extra thing. Yeah, you get an extra day to do this. Mm-hmm. We don't need to even discuss why. Cool. You and I both know. Even if you don't know, no. But with you, and I think you and I are very similar in this way, I I'm, I joke that I probably have a touch of the autism. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I used to say my, yeah. like, the, the second day I saw this one dude, he said, have you ever thought you might be on the spectrum? And I'm like, what? And then I go, no, but I got a joke about my inner child being autistic. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, like, but go ahead. I'm so, sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. But I think that I, I very likely do exhibit a lot of uh, autistic, autistic tendencies, but they're muted because I'm older and I've lived with it and I've just kind of found ways around it. Yeah, you've mm-hmm. adapted and coped. Exactly. Yeah. And I think you and I both have very much adapted in a lot of ways that mask it and we present neurotypically looking at either of us would be like no you don't present visibly talking to either of us to be like no you're both pretty charming talking to either of us for an hour would be like fuck get me out of here yeah yeah that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like ellis has a, a yeah. one joke where he says they're like oh, you're so tall dark and handsome you know why are you single and then he goes just wait yep. you know like you know like yeah <laughs> i relate to that yeah. i relate to that yeah yeah i don't you know i don't i'm not saying ellis is on the spectrum no 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 you had some family yeah, so I'm I'm a little wary of like sharing out stories specifically, but uh, I'll just say a loved one. Sure, he, he had trouble making friends in school, and so uh, his parent dropped him off, and he was hanging out with his friend. And 20 minutes after his parent got home, she gets a phone call saying, "You need to come pick up your child." Uh-uh. Drives all the way back, you know. It's like, okay, well, you know, let's take you back home and in the car. What happened? And and he said he's like. She told me not to go in the living room, and I I asked why, and now I'm coming home. And, you know, I had to unpack it a little mm-hmm. bit more because it's a six-year-old, but he's a very well-spoken six-year-old at the time, and, and he's like, it's called a living room. You're supposed to live in it. You're supposed to be in it. You shouldn't have a room where people are banned from being. Why do you have that room in your house? It's a living room, and he couldn't not fixate on that. And it was this was in Walnut Creek, uh, so it sounds like he was at my aunt's house because she had yeah. the muse- we called it the museum room. Okay, yeah, and she would actually it had it's like a front parlor, and she would actually change the carpet. No one ever walked on it. Wow, and you could see footprints, and she'd be like, "Who was in the room?" Right. So I totally see where your kid, yeah. that kid, yeah. is coming from because yeah, yeah. it's fucking stupid. It, it is, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like that's a social norm. Like you know where not to play in your friends' houses. That can't you know? be a norm. <laughs> it is. Well, in in Walnut Creek, it sure as hell was because yeah. they have more rooms than they need in their houses and on and on and on. But like, yeah, he, he got booted from hanging out with a friend for that. That's fucked. Yeah, it I, is. Uh, it is. I, I get know. it, though. Like, if I had a kid over here who was hitting the people, mm-hmm. but it's not the same thing. But it is, it, mm-hmm. at its core, it's these are the house rules. Mm-hmm. Abide. You know, and if you don't, okay, we're going to take it to the next level. Yeah. That's a stupid goddamn house rule. It is. But yeah. at the same time, like, I don't want my kids taking my laptop upstairs with their friends. Sure. You know, no, I need that, that for work. That so, well, yeah. and they shouldn't be messing around on a laptop nowadays anyway. Right. But, you know, yeah. and, but at the same time, I have reflexive responses. You know, I have yeah. a flexible response. You I don't know, know what well, I'd do if I, like, walked into my kids on a laptop and I hear, bow, tickle, bow, bow, tickle, bow. There's no music today on porn, though, is there? No, it's no. Like, it's, 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 it's <laughs> like... There's some. Is there? 
I don't know. I never listen to it with the sound on anymore because yeah. I got to sneak it. There you go. But <laughs> yeah. But. No, it's it's. I always treat it like kung fu movies. You just fast forward to the action. Yeah. No, yeah. Geez. You, don't need, you don't need a plot. Like so, you know, if you yeah, just no, want to watch tournament fighting, you can well, just watch tournament. The fighting. golden age of porn yeah. with plot is way behind us. Yeah, and you rightly know, like, so. Yeah. Rightly so. <laughs> So no, if I heard that music, I'd think they were watching the NWO on the WCW. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, oh, cool. All right, let me tell you something about wrestling. this culture. Yeah, with the the six year old with you know mm-hmm. the issues. Uh, that same article was talking about how autistic parents are the best parents for autistic kids. Yep. Oh, um, I see. So it wasn't for any kid; it's for specifically for well, autistic. and well, also for some because yeah. they're good at outlining, you know, um, organizing, mm-hmm. like because this is their thing. But they also have to remind themselves: change the baby, feed the baby, right. But it also depends where you're at on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. But they gave one cool example that actually got me kind of teared up. Uh-huh. This is autistic mom. Her daughter's on the spectrum. Got in trouble because she was putting her head down in the middle of class. And the teacher thought she was sleeping. And come to find out, like she was covering her ears and putting oh, her head down. Okay. Come to find out, she's like, okay, what's going on? She's mm-hmm. like, actually, I was listening to the lecture in the room next to us through the vibrations through the desk. Wow. And I was like, Oh, that's like some next level shit. Yeah. And the mom right away understood like, oh, okay, I get it. And then she was like, I understand why you did that, mm-hmm. but you really got to pay attention here. Whereas if I did that, if it was my kid, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know? Why aren't and then, you focused? Yeah. Why can't like, you, you got to listen? Why the fuck do you? Well, I would never do that to my kid. <laughs> no, but that is that yeah. is the through line that goes there. Like, sure. Whether or not you say that out loud, that is the but nothing message. good comes out of what the fuck are you doing? Not so much. Whereas well, I understand unless it's why a shitty doing. behavior. Like <laughs> I've sure. got plenty of students with behaviors. I wish the parents sure. would say, "What the fuck are you doing?" But yeah. yes, you're absolutely right. But it's yeah. kind of making me yeah. sad actually thinking about this because my oldest daughter, I think, takes after me a bit. Mm-hmm. My wife and I, and my wife, my wife and my daughter, have a lot of the same kind of conflicts. Mm. You know, because of how my daughter and I approach things. Mm-hmm. My daughter always seeks to be like, "I'm like dad," you know. And then right. they've decided that one of my daughters is like my wife, and mm-hmm. the other one is like me. But yeah, it makes me sad to think about the. Uh, challenges it presents if i if i may i i teach a dead language Uh at my work right so yes i am that public latin teacher public school latin teacher so now everybody knows who i am not esperanto not so much Uh, (laughs) i teach a dead language and i have trouble with marketing all the time um i I do because like you know fuck we're gonna take spanish why you live in california okay Mm -hmm. i'm gonna take french why because my aunt took french oh okay i'm gonna take japanese why grandpa speaks it oh Mm -hmm. chinese why i'm a native speaker latin Mm -hmm. why I want to be a doctor. Yeah, which is <laughs> dumb because, like, I know plenty of good doctors who I don't know to, Latin. Sure. I want to be able to read quotes on the internet, right? Which you <laughs> like, can you know, easily like, just dump them into Google yeah. Translate and get close enough. But like, and I'm here. I am talking against mm-hmm. the thing I do. But what I found was I was always up against the fence of of like, um, you know, oh, it's a dead language, isn't it? And I go, no, 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 it's alive and well. And here's how it blah blah blah. And then one day I was like, yeah, it's dead. That's what makes it easy. And I started mm-hmm. turning my weakness into my strength. Okay. And I wish I could monetize this somehow, because <laughs> it sound it turn your weakness into your strength just looks good on a hat, looks mm-hmm. good on a shirt. Yeah. Like I just need to wear an all vanilla suit. Like <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's easy because it's not developing any it's further. Not, yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Right. It's fine. There's no new slang. There's right. No. But yeah. the way that we do it around my house, and and it, it has become kind of a philosophy of mine, right? So now that I'm out in the world and trying to date, well, I'm not really, but in theory, when I try to date, I know mm-hmm. I'm a bad interview. I'm a great <laughs> employee. 
So I got to get someone to hire me, you know? So it's like, okay, well, how do I, <laughs> how do I go about, you know, turning my weakness into a strength there? Mm-hmm. Well, at home, you know, my son, he struggles with things. He mm-hmm. absolutely does because he's on the spectrum and, and public schools are built for neurotypical kids mm-hmm. as they should be because you're trying to get sure. that middle 80%. Mm-hmm. You know, my daughter is incredibly smart and she's two years younger than him. Mm-hmm. She's surpassing him in reading in all mm-hmm. kinds of other ways. It's, you know, there's a stay humble component to what I do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time with my kids, it's never not spoken of in our house. Mm-hmm. It's it's a known thing that he has autism, that his brain works a different way. And, you know, he said to me one day, he was just kind of sitting there. He's like really upset. He's like, oh. I was like, what? He's like, I'm just not a genius. I said, get over here. <laughs> um, and so he sits on my lap and I talked to him about it doesn't matter how smart you are in mm-hmm. this house. It doesn't matter how smart you are in this world. And I, I've told him, I told him flat out, I said, what matters is your heart and mm-hmm. you have the best heart I've ever seen. And, you know, if you've got that, everything else will come. Everything else will absolutely come. And it's just I'm finding ways to turn mm-hmm. what what others will perceive as a weakness in him into mm-hmm. a strength. And, you know, if you're if you're worried about your daughter, consider the marketing. You know, yeah, well, I just, and I don't like to give parents advice and certainly not on Mike, but mm-hmm. like I've found that it helps him contextualize himself as a very valuable member of the party. He's the ranger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. rangers don't do shit well, in a yeah. in a uh, city, but my God, you He's need a specialist. ranger. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you he, were talking about that before we started, uh-huh. about how if it still exists genetically, there must have been a reason, Yeah. some reason it stayed. Uh-huh. I guess my concern, selected though, for. Yeah. is the challenge that, like, not understanding why she's doing things. You know, mm-hmm. like, because I, I, I'll have, like, more of a... It's weird, because supposedly I'm supposed to be less perceptive, but there's times where I'm more perceptive about, like, okay, she don't... She's tuning everything out right now. That's right. why she's making that noise, or she, mm-hmm. she's crying, or whatever. She's trying to... And she's getting louder, because we're continuing to try to talk to her. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't get frustrated about that kind of stuff. I'm just like, I'll hit her up later. You know, like, mm-hmm. we'll just let her tune out right now yeah. and chill. Oh, this is where you're at. And then also she'll say sometimes like, you know, she doesn't want to go out anymore. She's tired of going out all this. She's already, and then one day we were out like five, six hours and she was just having a little meltdown because we talked about getting lunch and she's just like, I just want to go home. And I was like trying to explain to my younger daughter, you know, that she's just been out like almost a whole work shift. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to respect that, mm-hmm. that she yeah. did that for us. Yeah. You know, she don't want to be out at all. She want to be home and. My kids do that all the time. Like, yeah. you know, I, I play role-playing games with my kids. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I get them in, into it a lot. My son doesn't like it that much, which is interesting because oh, really? they say that uh, kids on the spectrum do better at role-playing games. Mm-hmm. Or but rather, role-playing games are really good for kids on the spectrum because it's a contrived situation where they can experiment with different social oh, norms. Oh, okay. And I love that. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> that much. He really doesn't because cool. it's not the four things he's interested in. So what we do is we horse trade. So if you play this game with us, what do you want to do later? Mm. And so That's what I do with my kids too. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, TV and games and whatnot. Yeah, and it's and and so we every Saturday it's we come up with a list. Line one, what you really, really, really want to do. Line mm-hmm. two, what you want to do. Line three, what do we have to do? Oh, ranked voting. Yeah, nice. And <laughs> yeah. so everybody, okay. the, we aim at the we we take care of the bottom line first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we take care of what do we have to do. Sure. And then we've got the whole rest of the time to do what we want to do. Because that's just you know good Protestant work ethic, I guess. <laughs> but uh, but then it's okay. Whose thing are we going to do first? Here's what our days are looking at. You guys come back to me with a plan. And you know, grant you, she's seven, he's ten. But mm-hmm. you know, they're they're learning. You know, and and cool. it's it's good. But again, I I try to turn any and all weaknesses in my house into strengths because they are. 
They absolutely are. It's just in a different context. So, like, how can I get them to turn the context for themselves? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that that person who's got a really good joke, and then they're waiting for you to set them up for it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and, you know, it's like having Byron Allen right next to you. You know, the thing yeah. that reminds me of is like, you know, I first started doing stand up. A lot of people try to roast me. I can't remember who it. I'm. At. <laughs> I'm in love is one of my homies, uh, and he's that's like, his real name, by the way. Yeah, I'm in love. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I've yeah, yeah. seen him on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, he's like, man, nigga, these these fools don't know how to roast. They're they're, <laughs> they're calling you handsome. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like how's that a bad thing? You know, it's a boast. Yeah, but yeah. like, but like, I would take whatever these people would say, and then I would just use that because because I'm not super, I'm not very self aware about how people perceive me. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't realize how scary I was to a lot of people until I started doing stand up. I didn't pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's why I didn't get in fights too much. You know, like I mean, I did take martial arts and whatnot, but I never really demonstrate on people. They right. just scared of me because I guess I got a you got an intensity deep voice. Too. You yeah. got the stare that you learn and from. I, your I, I usually have like the evil goatee and mm-hmm. you know a shaved head and you know I just have all these hallmarks. And then I was like, man, all these motherfuckers they constantly talk about. Hey, it does just a joke too. You know, like I'm like, <laughs> I, okay, fine. You cool. know, I'm not. I don't care. You know, like, but yeah, I just started paying attention to all these people that are hyper aware mm-hmm. of the social th- things and like they're constantly saying, you know, uh, you know, you don't look black or you look like this or you do that and then I would take all the what they're like failed roasts some of them were good though like Ed Mena mm-hmm. he had some really great ones like he had one he goes Teo you know the thing about you is you look like you could keep people safe but unsafe at the same time you know like and so like I asked him like, can I use that you know he's yeah. like yeah go ahead I'm not saying it again you know yeah. like but yeah I would just take like any roast and flip it so that's yep. what that reminds me of yeah. is you taking your quote unquote weakness yeah and then turning it to your advantage absolutely and uh, I like that, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask you about that list again. Absolutely. I, need to do that. Well, I, Absolutely. I think the one thing we see here is, I mean, it's hard enough raising a kid anyway, yeah. neurotypical or not. Mm-hmm. So if you need fucking help, fucking do it. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. I'll post links for these. but In one of your articles, yeah. in any of your articles, did they talk about the British study where they asked parents of children with autism what they did for a living? No. Okay, because so there's this British study, and yeah. I was, it might have been out of Cambridge, yeah. where a bunch of kids, uh, a bunch of kids are on the spectrum, and then they finally start asking questions about employment uh-huh. of the parents. And what they found was there was a not insignificant number of the parents who were engineers. Mm. Okay. Which I, I was feel like, like my mom should have been an engineer. Yeah, and and I'm thinking and and. Again, this is having other... When you have a kid who's on the spectrum, you tend to know all the other parents of kids who are on mm-hmm. the spectrum. Um, it's, it's like being a pug owner. Like sure. You're going to know all the other pug owners mm-hmm. in the area. The, one of them, he was an engineer, and his child is on the spectrum. And he, he found it, and he was telling me, he's like, yeah, if you think about it, what are engineers really good at? They're hyper-focused. Mm-hmm. They don't deal with distraction at mm-hmm. all. They just drill in, and it's a thing that... you know. And, and he starts explaining what being an engineer is, I'm like, oh damn! So, so engineer plus engineer, right? You, you just you you've just increased their odds by yeah. about twelve and a half percent, apparently. Wow! So because that was the number, the the mm. large grouping of of engineers amongst these parents in the study was like twelve to twenty percent, something. I like wonder that. how many of them are musicians because so, I read the. There you go. Yeah, my yeah. dad's a musician, uh-huh. and my mom probably should have been something like a scientist or engineer, mm-hmm. but her generation is just not right. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's fucking interesting. I and, find that so fascinating. Like, because then you start yeah. to see how we've had, you know, it's it's the, the as my friend Ed will often say, you know, it's it's the uh, oh, that's the pattern on the wallpaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh so. shit, my wife's dad, he's an aircraft mechanic. Yeah, 
There you go. And nowhere did I see that vaccines caused it. So God damn it, knocking off of that no, shit. No, they do. They totally do, and here's why. They keep you oh. alive long enough that we can diagnose you, and that's a really good fucking thing. I was about isn't to punch correla- you, man. Isn't that a correlation? I'm like, so, God damn it. No, I gotta, like, no, they cause it, because then the people who grow up and didn't die of some dread it, fucking it disease. to express exactly. itself. Exactly. And There's that's a, big a good goddamn thing. The more neurodiversity yes. you have, the more biodiversity you have, the stronger your society. So, so the thing I wonder is, like, um, to people that think that vaccines cause autism, let's say it does, oh. just for the sake of argument. Would you rather have your kid yeah. die of polio or right. be bad at small talk and good at math? You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. like, you know, like I mean, totally. I have a joke about that. Like you I, do. Oh, you yeah, have the yeah. same because yeah. I wrote, I wrote a joke. That's I, yeah. That, that uh, you have the same. Thing? I've got it on film. So do you guys talk yeah. about? I, I, so I routines? talk about I got my dog vaccinated. Okay. Right, and I said I don't know if the vaccine worked because he's a pug. So how can you tell if a pug has autism? <laughs> And then I go into why pugs are these like sea level students, right? Yeah. And everybody's like, Jesus Christ, this guy's an asshole. But then they realize that I'm I'm taking on anti vaxxers. Yeah. And then I point out how like, you know, I've got some snobby friends, you know, and and uh, you know, I, I point out, I'm like, no, I can tell these jokes because my child has autism. Mm-hmm. I said, So when he was two, I took him to get vaccinated. I figure, what do I have to lose? Yeah. And people it takes uh-huh. <laughs> It took me a second. I'm yeah. like, ah, dude. And then the answer, and then I say, and you know, the audience is like, it takes them a couple of seconds. And I'm like, by the way, the answer is his fucking life. Yeah. yeah. And I'd rather yeah. not lose that. Yeah. So, yeah. and then I talk about how like people get kind of snobby, like, oh, you vaccinated. I'm so sorry. Maybe you don't want to keep Fuck him around. It. I said, you know what? Keep your child, your unvaccinated child away from mine. Yeah. Because it, clearly I value my child's life more than you do. Yeah. I really don't get Like everything yeah. we vaccinated against is like, Lethal, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, what? Well, I mean, why like chicken pox technically not lethal. Uh, there were, I, I can, I can go back. I think it was one hundred twenty-five thousand like people or a year. Polio. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. it was not, not as outwardly sure killy, but yeah. no, it's, it's well, definitely you get shingles up. later on in life. Yep. Right. And it it's fucks with you hard. Yeah. Yeah. And it will fuck up your nerves and and all kinds of stuff. Really. Yeah. It's yeah. awful. So vaccinate but, your fucking kids. Yeah. And uh, reach out to, uh, let's see, there's autismspeaks.org. They mm-hmm. have a lot of good information. If you like, if you don't like the internet, uh, you can call them, 888-AUTISM-2, the number two. There was a blog I found called Aspie Daddy. Mm-hmm. Apparently the dad has Asperger's, and I guess he's in the UK where they still call it Asperger's. They haven't mm-hmm. uh, made the combination yet. Yeah. Well, I see. think what's interesting is that I, I'm, I'm finding that that's, it's true that mm-hmm. the new DSM, is it DSM-5? I want to say yes. That's what uh, that, they, they don't. They don't even include that term, but right. almost everybody in the industry of health still, yeah, calls, it still it calls it that because yeah. it, it's, it creates a granularity in the mm-hmm. in the spectrum that well, kind of goes back yeah. to what you said too. If you want to understand it, yeah, you know, yeah. what was this, what well, was I, I, I said categorization doesn't yeah. it helps you think about it, right? You know, totally. but not necessarily understand it, right? You know, but I do think in this case it doesn't help you understand, but it helps you realize I can exclude all this stuff because it's mm-hmm. too far on this side of the spectrum. Right. It's not going to help this person, you know. But I think I want to go back. Is it okay if I go back yeah. the way back machine? So, so I had an idea when I was talking to my girl, my counselor, about stuff. And um, one of it was this perception that people that have autism or Asperger's don't have any empathy. Yeah. You know, and some of them say no emotions, period. Right. <laughs> and it's like, and some that might be true, but it's a spectrum. Well, I think it's a matter of being able to. If anything, the emotions are heightened. I mean, it yeah. seems more. What were you going to say? Well, yeah. I, well, I was going to say, like, for me. I think that I'm more acutely empathetic and or sympathetic, whatever you want to call it, with mm-hmm. other people's struggle and stuff like that. But the problem is, is that I'm a little bit dense when it comes to reading subtlety. So, mm-hmm. like, if it, it, I'm better now that I'm older, like, and I'm getting better now that mm-hmm. I focus about, and I realize it's a blind spot. But if I'm aware 
that you are suffering in any way, then I'll be more sensitive to it than right. other people might be. The other people I might think be like just being a guy. <laughs> well, I well, it's like being a it's guy times ten, though. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it yeah. is like being a dude times ten. I think that's why maybe we get away with it, you know. But Could be. that's but a good point. But I think like especially if somebody articulates, like especially the the whole I statement thing, mm-hmm. like because like, a lot of times I'll be I'll be inclined to want to argue, you know. Like if somebody says, "Well, you are doing this and you are doing that," but if they say when you do that, it makes me feel like that. I can't fucking argue with that. Yeah, like, right. you feel like that. You mm-hmm. know, like, I'm sorry that what I'm doing makes you feel like that. And then, 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 By the way, I, that's a really good apology instead of yeah. saying, I'm sorry you feel that way. Oh, okay. What you just said, that's I'm sorry that what bold. I did made you feel yeah, like Yeah, because you're mm-hmm. owning it. Yeah. And you're acknowledging how they felt. Maybe like, I need to say awesome. it like that more often. But uh, I wish politician, I did. More I wish I did that. Yeah. But I think that, like, ultimately at that point, I'm talking and I realize this thing I do, do I need to do that thing? Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm probably not. I could figure out another way, you know, to approach this. Can I ask a couple questions about sensory stuff? Yeah. yeah. All right. So my son loves to lean on people. Mm. That's just his thing. And and he likes that firm pressure. Like if I, I do this thing on my uh, on my kids, uh, my daughter, I do something called light touch. And I just mm-hmm. lightly brush over something. And she loves it. And I love it. My son hates it. <laughs> Hates it. He needs the firm pressure. Does he like the weighted blanket? Have you I done know, that? You know, I haven't gotten one, but they're interesting that they're marketing. They shit. are, but yeah. see that they are marketing to non-neurotypical yeah. neuroatypicals. But he hates that. But he loves the firm pressure. And he leans on people. He loves hugging. My daughter doesn't love hugging. And I'm a very touchy feely guy too. I like being in constant contact with the person. Now I like all the contacts, mm-hmm. but you know that's 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 just kind of how I am. But I was thinking about it because we were talking about sound, right? But do you find that with, with touch, first of all? Because then I'm going to ask about smell, because there's a really weird story I, I got used about to, smell. I used to be, like, the first time I had somebody criticize me is my friend um, Amy Ellingson, mm-hmm. very cute punk rock chick. Mm-hmm. And she said hugging me was like hugging a bird. Because, like, I, I was overly cognizant of, like, I don't want to... Um, my mom's a feminist, uh-huh. and, and like I kind of internalized. My mom never put anything in, on me, like uh-huh. an agenda. But once I knew that, then I researched everything about feminism as a kid. You and know, which coming wave up. and all that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't really get into the waves, but okay. I did get into wanting to respect women's bodily autonomy and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And so, like, I would never like grind myself hug. against a woman, right. you know. And so she said, like, and I was like, "What do you mean?" She says, "You just kind of don't really put any pressure or anything." Mm-hmm. So there was that like anxiety about that, but then like. That was, you know, when I was like in high school or whatever. But but that's kind of a learned trade, it sounds like. Yeah. You internalize But something. the only person I like, yeah, I just never really got into hugging. But now, it's funny. Now I do like hugging. Right. You know, um, but it, it, it's because I over, like, that's one of the things I overthought. I mm-hmm. over, people say I overthink things all the time. I you get know, that I ruminate. too. Yeah, I don't know. The pressure, I, I, I haven't thought about it too much. I know right. I, I don't like, I, I don't like being confined. I know that. Okay. Because I've been, one time when I was a kid, I made like a, a Ford out of all the, things on the couch and mm-hmm. then they fell on me and i got stuck and oh. i couldn't get it and i was like okay. what? What? no <laughs> stop you know just just sorry if that's too loud <laughs> but but yeah i don't like that okay as far as sound are you sensitive or smells sorry smells. as far as smells are you sensitive to smell I'm trying to remember yes okay. i think more than other people but it's the same yeah like to the point where because i'll be like do you smell that and people are like, no no yeah yeah okay so uh, two really fun stories mm-hmm. one I woke up one night, dead asleep. I woke right up, and I felt like I had to throw up. Now, it's like one of the three top fears that I have in this world that's irrational. I have some rational fears that mm-hmm. make sense, but and there's, of course, that gray area. But <laughs> but like it, it's right below snails, uh, slugs, and cows is throwing up. 
Like it, I, I will. Wait, you don't, yeah. you don't like snails. I'm like scared to death of them. Scared? Okay. Yeah, scared. Now cows, I give myself a little bit of a pass because that is somewhat rational because they're so much bigger than me. They could hurt you. They could. Yeah. There's no way that a snail could hurt me. I can outrun it by stepping forward, or stepping <laughs> sideways. Wait, 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 wait. Let's yeah. get into this. So oh, like, okay. if I if I put like what what about a fake one? Like a, a that fucks with me. It if, does. Just the very idea, I'm getting defensive. You could never go really? to UC Straight Santa Claus. So like, yeah. if I got you yeah. a, like a gift of a stuffed slug or that, a snail, it, it would not be in this gift. house. Yeah, that would, that's that's a gift that people who are fucked up would give me. Really? Yeah. I got a friend who hates yeah. fucking monkeys. Yeah. Like he hates them. And wow. he hates, hates monkeys, monkeys or hates fucking monkeys. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe that's his problem. Maybe he never met the right one. You right. Know? He just, it. It's like, you know, just... Well, if they're not an estrus, it's not as fun. <laughs> yeah, this is it's true. not. You know, which Look is something. Swollen ass, homie. <laughs> Look at that. You know. Oh, yeah. You know what? You know. Maybe she's not feeling it. Just put like a, a paint up a, a catcher's mitt, pink, and put it on her ass. <laughs> and my my neighbor fucking snakes. He hates snakes. So he I was like, so snakes, or? he hates fucking snakes because <laughs> they can get some deep throat action. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> oh jeez. Get that rattle moving. Unhinge the jaw. Yeah. <laughs> But, okay, so, but I don't, so. I don't, I can't think of a single animal. Well, I used to hate wasps, but then I got okay. stung by one, mm-hmm. and I, I'm over it. See, I lived in Walnut yeah. Creek, so I don't like wasps either. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but uh, so back to the uh, yes, smell. The I, smell. I, I wake up. And I'm ready to throw up. And I'm like, oh, hell no, this is you not You don't happening. like to throw up. No. Even like, if you have to. I'm an atheist. And when I have to throw up, I become like a Hasidic Hindu. Like I'm rocking Hasidic back and forth. Hasidic Hindu? Yeah, I'm rocking back and forth. And I start praying. to. I make up gods to pray to. Can I'm you just like, throw oh, Hasidic on anything? Well, because of the rocking. Yeah. You know, Hasidic so. Buddhist. <laughs> Hasidic Scientologist. Why not? It's okay, fusion. It's California. You're land of fusion Hindu. cooking. Um, <laughs> but uh, oh, unleavened non. You know? <laughs> So what? Nansa, Nansa balls, Nansa balls. I don't know, but but so that's, wait. That's so awesome. you when you're gonna throw up, you uh-huh. just freak out? Yeah, no, and I won't do it. Like I've done it three times in thirty plus years. Wow. What if you need to? Don't I don't care. I I have laid on my my tile floor upstairs when it's cold so that my kidneys get scared and <laughs> and it keeps me distracted enough that it passes through me the other way. That's oh, really? I, I You've will, learned how to force diarrhea. Yes, yes. And it sucks. It's awful. So I wake up. I'm just happy it doesn't involve yeah. sticking a finger in your ass. Like, no, that's, that might help. Like, I might just try that hiccups. for fun. Really? Really? Yeah. Wow. Apparently, I kind of wish I had hiccups now. I, I, don't, I don't hate hiccups. I don't hate hiccups I just that bad. I, I just <laughs> trimmed my nails. <laughs> so I'm like, let's do this. I would rather have hiccups than a finger in my ass. I'm no, just going to say that right now. I, I, kinda, I like the occasional finger in the ass. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I don't <laughs> mind hiccups, but you know, the other thing's kind of fun. Uh, but, you know what, guys? It's like 6.50. I got to go. You know, like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm oh, just I was kidding. thinking, you're like, let's make this work. <laughs> no, no. I've got wooden spoons. So we can... I don't need this mic if you guys really... <laughs> Really, I need the mic. (laughs) It is dynamic. Um, But but, uh, so I wake up and uh, I'm looking all over the house because something smells awful and making me nauseous. And my my girlfriend at the time, who later became my wife, she figured it out that it was burnt popcorn in the garbage. Oh, and it—that's a horrible smell. Oh my god! But like to the point where it made me throw nearly throw up. Right, and I was going crazy for it, just like pissed off about. So that's story number one. Story number two. When I was first together with her, and we we had a wonderful marriage for a long time, mm-hmm. so I don't mind speaking on this, even though we're divorced now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind even speaking for her in the good times. But we were we were talking. I'm like, "Oh, you're upset right now," and she's like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, you're clearly upset." And she's like, "How do you know?" I'm like, "Well, I can smell it." What? 
yeah and that was her response she's like what and and i I also uh, we'd had that conversation as well about one time where i was like Oh, you kind of got turned on by that. She's like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, I can smell it." She's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> and I was like, w- "And I didn't know what I'd done wrong, but like, if you tell a woman you can smell that she's horny, like that's yeah, you're you're treading into territory of secretions, yeah. and and people are self conscious about that. I had to learn, but I always just said I can smell how you feel. And were you right? Yes. Wow. Um. And and what Did you it, smell pheromones? Yeah. So what happened was I I read an article about six years ago. And it was like, there are people who can smell emotions. Because when you, I don't know how your taste buds work, but when I'm angry and upset, it's different than when I'm angry and scared. And that's different than when I'm angry and righteously indignant. Like, it all tastes different in my mouth. And the same thing when I smell people. Like, hmm. And so one of my favorite things to do whenever I'm actually in a relationship is to just sit there and, and sniff on them. Which sounds... <laughs> I, I, and I, <laughs> and I don't mean like in that cartoon yeah. way, but just like, hey, just, hey baby, yeah, you mind if I just sit here and sniff on you a little bit? Didn't Biden get shit for that? <laughs> <laughs> Sniffing air. <Yeah. laughs> but like, you know, if I'm if I'm giving them a back rub, you know, I'll, I'll sniff on their scalp, you know, and just mm-hmm. and it's a sweet, you know, endearing thing. But it it is a thing. Like I I I get to know them partly through smell. And, superpower. Yeah, and there you go. You know, and and it's it's one of those things. It's it's one of the most useful, useless superpowers there are. Just don't bring it out on the first date, right? That's just scary. It's, well, and because I don't know the person smells yeah. yet, you know, relative to how they yeah. normally smell. <clears throat> so, uh, and that's why I kind of don't like being in public places with somebody that I'm trying to be romantically inclined with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, can I talk about the disparity between yeah. genders right now? Because sure. like that reminds me, like if a woman came up to you and said. <sighs> mm-hmm. You know, I can smell that you're horny. Mm-hmm. That would be like fine, right? I mean, like it, it's it's a little bit over the bounds, but yeah, you know, it's a she's a little over the bounds. But you know what she's talking about. It's, you're not, not, it's not a threat or yeah. anything. Yeah. But I had a woman at Punchline come mm-hmm. up to me, and she said, "I wasn't on the show. I was hanging out because Buddy." I already have three guesses as to who this might be, but I'm yeah, not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna name them because they're not here to defend themselves. Well, it, was, it yeah. wasn't anybody. It wasn't a comic. It oh, wasn't okay. a comic. It was uh, that narrows okay. it to two guesses. Yeah, but she. I'm there with Buddy Roming and uh, Nick Larson, uh-huh. and um, she comes up and she says, I didn't see you on the show, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you're funny, but I just wanted to let you know that I'd love to suck your femur. And then I was like, wait, that's a bone, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and then I was mm-hmm. like, wait, that's my leg bone right here. And then it's the biggest and then bone I, you've got. I said, I'm, I'm using it right now. You know, like, and then, and then, nice. and then Buddy leans in and goes, so what he's trying to say is he's married, and then and then and then I said, but hold up, that isn't necessarily a deal breaker. Let me call my wife real quick. And then I was like, I was like, pantomime, like, hey, honey, yeah, this girl doesn't want to suck my dick; she wants to suck right next to it. Is that okay? You know, like. But I thought about it afterwards. It's not cheating; it's cheating adjacent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I thought about it afterwards. I'm like, what a creepy ass thing. Like, if I said that to a chick, like, I want to suck your femur, oh, yeah. they'd be like, it implies you're chopping you, them up. Yeah. And- you're yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. totally different. And it I'm is. like, I'm not, I'm not complaining like it's unfair, but it just right. made me realize there's a power women, disparity there. Yeah, women yeah. can say because maybe she does want to chop me up. Maybe she does want, you know, she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm gonna have to use a boning knife first, right? And uh, I don't know how you want to be put down, but I prefer a sledgehammer, you know, like to the cranium, you know, like. <laughs> Would you yeah. cook how, it first? Would yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Do you want to steam it off? Like, how do you? Yeah, yeah. and she's like, I thought it implied consent. I thought you knew that I have right, to, right. you know, like do all these things. Of course, how, I can't how do you just... think I'm gonna get there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I told you, femur. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay. So <laughs> I, didn't, I don't want to suck your buttock. You know, I right. want to suck your fucking femur. Right. right. I got to get it out. You got to go through the buttock to get it. Shut there. the fuck up yeah. and take the drill to the dome. Right. You know, like, you know, like, you know, <laughs> like a man. Right. This is what men want, isn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> but I, I mean, same thing. Like, if, yeah. if, if somebody just said they, like, if a woman said, you just smell like you, you're a nice you smell guy. Or, or, yeah, you know, like you, you, you smell very, you, yeah, you smell like you're, you're thinking really good thoughts right now. Yeah. Then yeah. I'd just be like, okay. Yeah. Alien lady. Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, I, and when I imagine someone telling me that who's a woman, I imagine them shorter than me. And when I imagine a man telling me that, I imagine him taller than me. Huh. Like there's a level of hmm. just basic power disparity there, mm-hmm. like menace versus not. Like it doesn't mean that it doesn't go either way. And this is why I don't actually tell people, like when I first meet them, oh yeah, no, your smell is very, you know, very angry right now. <laughs> like no, I'm not gonna fucking do that. <laughs> no. Number one, that's too intimate. Like and number two, it presumes too much. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know, it, there's just all kinds of problems with that. But if I'm in a relationship, that becomes a known mm-hmm. thing. You know, it might be unsettling still. Who knows? But my my wife, uh, my now ex wife, she got very used to that. Yeah. And like, in some ways, I probably relied on that too much. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, it's it's it's. <laughs> I used to joke. I'm like, oh, it's just another way for me to be codependent. It's fine. Mm. <laughs> Man, that's weird. Yeah. I, I I can't even imagine being able to smell things like that. That'd I know when there's awesome. gonna be a fight on my campus before. No, you well don't. before it happens, yeah. There's a That's smell like in the a air, dude. Thing though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, you're not just watching movement, but yeah. like if I walk down out of the building because I I, yeah. I teach in one of the inside buildings. If I walk down out of the building and I smell a certain thing, I'm like, fuck. It's and not I'll, just I'll the two up, kids. It's right. Gonna be, yeah. It's there's You've got there's like there's a spidey smell. sense. I know. Yeah. It sucks. It's yeah. But I'll go to the admin. I'm like, you guys might want to keep a better eye on things uh, today. They probably look at you all crazy. <laughs> no, they they've come to trust me, but I don't. I also don't tell them it smells like a fight. Sure, you know, I don't tell them I smell. You know, fightiness. You know, okay. I, I have a kind. Of, I don't want to call it a superpower because the thing, the problem with my thing is that I can kind of, I can't see the future, mm-hmm. but I think about like all kinds of different probabilities of things mm-hmm. occurring. Like I, you're a pattern seeker. Yes. Yes. And and so I kind of predicted the uh, the market collapse in 2007 because mm-hmm. I was like. I did that too, based on the commercials I saw telling people to buy gold. Is that what it was for me? But that's an economic thing. For me, that's it's like an intuitive indicator. thing. I can't really okay. figure out how I'm calculating it. But I, I realized, like, I had so many friends that were paying mortgages that were outside of their, mm-hmm. you know, with mm-hmm. that interest only, right? Um, this and that, and I'm yeah. like, it just seems like a lot of unsustainable yeah. stuff. And yeah. I'm like, this can't, this yeah. can't work out very long. That's that's pattern seeking. Like yeah. one of the reasons I'm so good at teaching a language is that, and a dead one at that, is that it's all patterns. Mm-hmm. That's all it is, all oh. day, every day. And I also predicted Trump would win huh? if Hillary Got the won the nomination. Interesting. Yeah, I bet a dude at work, and he's like, you know, he's an older dude, and he's like, no way, man, Trump ain't gonna beat, you know. And then I right. said, I'm, I'm not, I won't bet you if Bernie wins. I don't know what's up with Bernie right. wins, but if she wins, I predict that. I would they, have made that. I would have been on your side of that just because yeah. I think people underestimated how much they hated her. I won approximately one hundred fifty dollars because <laughs> the agreement was. I normally I don't bet money, so mm-hmm. I said, "Look, listen. If if I win, I'll take everybody on our crew to dinner. If you win, you take everybody." Nice. And so, yeah, it ended up being like one hundred fifty dollars. Nice. My students asked me when Obama and Hillary were duking it out for the primary. They said, "Who's going to win?" I said, "Look at history. I said, mm-hmm. The black man will." And uh, then the white woman will, mm-hmm. but not in, not for a while. Didn't later. have nothing to do with quality. So. Come on, man. No, it, well, because historically, black men got the, vote, the vote. Then then white women got the vote. I'm gonna get a bunch of haters right now, but Hillary yeah. can't talk. Like I'm gonna be honest. Like mm-hmm. if you listen to her, she's not very charismatic. Like she no. sounds. I always say she sounds like one of the aliens from Mars Attacks. Mm-hmm. She's just like yeah 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 yeah. 
Because Bernie will be like, healthcare and the top 1% <laughs> yeah, and whatever. And then Hillary's like. He sounds like, like the anteater from yeah. Pink Panther. But yeah, then Hillary's like, the deficit and the fatalat. And she sounds like that. she's got that chot, that really high nasal kind of mm-hmm. like when she. Some people say shrill, but yeah. you shouldn't. I, but yeah. yeah, well, I don't want it. I but don't yeah. want to imply it's like a gender thing because it's just na- It's just a really yeah. oh, one hundred percent was it? It's grading. It, yeah, it was in so many ways racial racial animus. It was you know we had to suffer under a black guy. It's like, you didn't suffer. Um, mm-hmm. and and then you want us to accept a woman? No, we're yeah. going with a circus peanut with a fascism tent. Well, and I think so. okay. Here, on that note, sorry. <laughs> can, well, can I throw this out real quick? Yeah, I, I resent that people assume that Barack Obama is just smooth because he's black. He put effort into sounding well, like that. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and so I think that that's the that's the big letdown for me. That okay. if Hillary would have taken some vocal, you know, like coaching, <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe she would have won. You know, but yeah. it just it's, it was a uh, it wasn't just that one thing. But that right. definitely is it. Like I feel like Elizabeth Warren is a far better oh, orator yeah. than Hillary Clinton. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would. I wanted you know. her to run when. Hillary did, yeah. And I thought because you know, with all the shit she did with the consumer protection, well, I'm amazed, and all, at, exactly I'm amazed that. at how many people don't know the history of her no. career. Like, I think oh, she's amazing. far. I think she's everything that Hillary Clinton was touted as. Yes. Yeah, like exactly. bona bona fide. You know, like yeah. she's the not promise. taking money from billionaires and yeah. all that. Just, I love her. Yeah. I, it's, anyway, I probably just lost a third of my listeners. But uh, <laughs> no, hey, I would. Hey, don't get me wrong. I would far have? prefer Hillary to know. Trump. I just want to put that. Yeah. You know, five, now you've lost. I don't know five more listeners. Yeah, yeah, I would. Do you uh, do you have Trump? Like, do, no, I don't know. I mean, I know I have listeners in the South, like okay, hey guys, Texas, Florida, you oh, know nice. all that. So oh, I used to live in Bronson, Florida. I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. I fucking hate Florida. So yeah, much. it's sorry. Awful. I love my listeners in Florida. Yeah, no, it was. It, we had two separate cemeteries in an 800 person town. Ooh, so sweaty, that, sweaty fire ant. Was it a segregation place. thing? Yeah, you didn't no. want black people and white people rotting together. Of course not. No, no. <laughs> the meat tastes different. Yeah. I was amazed by how many the first time because my my wife is from Florida. No shit. I, yeah, and um, when I first visited there, I was like, "Why are there so many goddamn Confederate flags here?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were in the Confederacy. Yeah, they but were I the mean, first early adopters. <laughs> well, I noticed that because I'm from the Bay Area mm-hmm. and moved up to Folsom, mm-hmm. and, and you're like, "Why are there so many Confederate flags up here?" It's exactly. Yeah. I'm like, "Holy!" I, you never saw them in the Bay Area. Oh. I mean, you saw them once in a while if you go to Livermore and stuff. But oh, yeah. And I'm well, like, it's yeah. uh, Keith Lowell Jensen, a local comic. Yeah. He said flat out, he's like, the South is 15 minutes out of any major town. It is. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there are people in or Michigan. Or all of Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> except for a few marbles. Yeah. What is it? It's uh, Oregon. Is it Oregon? No, it's it's Pennsylvania. You got Pittsburgh on one side. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Philly. Philly on the other. And you mm-hmm. got Alabama up the middle. Yeah. But like in Michigan, there's people flying the Confederate flag. And I'm just sitting there going... Dude, not like, even your war. Yeah, <laughs> I heard the closer you get yeah. to the Mason-Dixon line, the more prevalent it is. Yeah, but I think in Florida it might be the case that uh, there's an assertion because, like, in the area we were, it's like an Air Force town, so there's a lot of different ideas going on. Right. So people have to assert. Where but was I, it, that? Uh, called like Crestview, Eglin Air Force Base is out there. <gasps> okay. Uh, but like the thing that was tripping me out is like I'm used to seeing like here I've seen it like on a car people stick it on their car they might wear a shirt or something like that right. but there it would be like a gym would have that flag flying yep. and I'm like Crazy. why would you want to alienate it even if you it's not alienating down, down no there. down there it's signaling yeah. yeah but yeah it was just such a trip and yeah. then my little brother you know he he was kind of raised in. Uh, South Carolina to some degree, okay. where they were flying it over the Capitol. I was going to say, that's a state flag for them. Yeah. Right? yeah. 
and uh, just part of it. And then he'd just be like, "Oh yeah, you know the <laughs> John Birch Society, it, you know? J- yeah. John Birch Society, just down here, you know." Yeah. And he'd Jesus do that. Christ! And then he'd yeah. be like, "This is where the auction block is, and this is." And yeah. he's showing me all the. I'm like, "Holy shit! It's just the auction block." It took me a second. I'm like, "Oh, what were they? Oh, fuck! Yeah, yeah. people is deep, man. <laughs> yeah. You go, go yeah. down there. To and the they south. still have it up. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, what it was is there's like you know it's the like where there's they're 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 like little coffee shops in their hipster area down there. It's right by where they used to sell people. Right. You know, and it's not that they still have the structures are still there, and then there's also the Confederate graveyards and the right. monuments and all these things. It, if we had monuments to Nazis, you know what I mean? We won. Like, right. why are they? Why right. are there why all these remnants of flag? their? Yeah, yeah. I, I will say this. Um, this is going to be controversial. I think when we beat people in a war, mm-hmm. we should get to use their flag. Oh, it's capture the flag. Yeah, 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 because I do think, I'm, and I'm not a Nazi, and I'm not a Confederate, but I think both of those flags are cooler than the current American flag. They're just symmetrical. Yeah. They got, yeah. like, these cool angles going on. And plus, the swastika, uh-huh. they perverted that. You know, yes. that's from Eastern religions and from, uh, you know, Native American cultures and whatnot, mm-hmm. and they perverted that shit. Most people argue you can't rehab that. You can't. <laughs> you, know? you can't. The word... Uh, I think it's worth a try. <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's a word in Spanish, and there's a word in Latin that mm-hmm. means black, and it's negro. Negro. Yep. So I'm going to say it like that. Yeah. But that's a word <laughs> That's a word that uh, doesn't get to be rehabbed in English. Okay. It just doesn't. Like, even though there's the United Negro College Fund, you mm-hmm. have to say it with that. And if you said it with any ins- any any hesitation, it's like, no. I don't know. No. I, I can so, get I can you say You get to. Negro. Yeah. You know, like, I can, yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh, if, when you're chewing out a kid. I can't say it around white people because right. they'll be like, wait, is he bla- is he allowed to say that? Right. You know, wait, does that mean I can? Can you punch my card? Yeah. You, know, just <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you can't say colored people without NAA before it. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> that's one reason I don't like the term. It's weird. I, mm-hmm. I go to POC improv. I do all that POC stuff, but I don't like people of color because it's just colored person backwards <laughs> like what <laughs> why is that okay I, I i i can actually offer an explanation but it's going to feel really weird that i'm a white guy explaining well i mean i get it but okay. it's also here's the other thing is that it, it attempts yeah. it, it marginalizes it yeah. marginalizes all those people by lumping them into a bigger group even though they I, have distinctive experiences that makes perfect sense because it still is differentiating them from white which is the yeah, it's just it just means the rest yeah. of us like right. it's everybody it's literally everybody else right is color right. a person of color you right know? and it's just a weird but the reason it's people of color and not colored people is because you put the person first which by the way came out of the ada in 1991 like they started putting people first language so it's people with disabilities that's why you don't i don't say my autistic son i say my son with autism and it took me some training to get out of that too. Bill Burr has a but, bit on that mm-hmm. about how black guys can say this Asian motherfucker walked in. Oh yeah, this motherfucking and then Asian. the other white guy, this motherfucking Asian. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's like yeah. what? I said the exact same words. Yeah, but that, you've had four hundred years of being in power. Oh so. man, that's something. That's something. Uh, I and I were talking about. Like oh. usually, black folks will be like. I, like if I was talking to you, I'd be like, "Nigga, check this out." But white people will say, "Check this out, nigger." You know, and it's just like it just sounds. They say it and wrong. It's still it's better than putting that word after this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, it, it, it's just wrong in two ways. One, yep. you just you said, "Check this out." Name, you yeah. know, and yeah. then then you threw the hard so now, R on. Now there, it's a know. command, not and now it's an imperative, not a jussive, and that's yeah. a very different grammatical thing. That's going oh man, on. break that down again later. Okay. I want to, I want to understand that uh, <laughs> sure. more. But here's the other thing: is that um, I don't understand why people say the hard R because when you're saying it right, there just is no R. There's no soft R. You know, there's no. You just dropped it. 
And so I was like, yeah. you know, what it, what, it, what it implies that there's a soft R, though. And I'm like, what does that sound like? And what is that? Is that like when you guys say it and you don't have an erection? Like, what, what is it? You know, like, I don't. That's how you can tell they're it. not really racist. Yeah. They don't have an erection when they say I don't it. get it. Maybe you're supposed to roll the R. It's a trill. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I was about to try to say it, but I don't. I don't it it ends up sounding like a five cent Negro. piece. Negro. <laughs> Negro. You know, uh, interesting that I said the five cent piece because the guy that's on that is Thomas Jefferson, right? Yeah. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, a lot of people say that he might have been our first autistic president, our first president with autism. Because, and it's, there's, there's a whole ethical problem with going back in time and diagnosing sure. people. But if you take a look at, like, there's, like, 14 things that signal Asperger's or mm -hmm. autism or something like that, he tests for nine of them. Well, I remember And he you only took, need four yeah. to get there. I read, like, uh, they were yeah. speculating that George Washington Carver, Paul Robeson, uh -huh. and a lot of, like, other civil rights people because mm -hmm. of the justice thing, mm -hmm. you know, just being a... And it kind of makes sense, like, if you somebody's, like, so down for this that they're willing to sacrifice their life because they yep. can't, you know... They can't reconcile existing with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I even started, like, I mean, some people would be mad, but, like, you know, I started looking at Malcolm X, the way he talks, how he's so super literal, and, like, you know... He copied out the dictionary. Yeah. A loved one of mine, mm -hmm. my very good friend, he read the encyclopedia twice. Wow. And then took his GED. Because mm -hmm. and and you had to mark how long you studied for whatever. Yeah. And he studied. He's he wrote down you know uh, study for social science zero. You know how many hours? Yeah. Studied for uh, science zero. Study for English zero. Study for math three thousand two hundred and twelve. Whoa. Because mm -hmm. he had to go from not knowing fractions all the way up through algebra. Whoa. So okay. he just focused on that. And he even said, hey, um, <clears throat> you know, I'm going to take this GED. Do you think I need to read the encyclopedia a third time? No. He was serious. <laughs> it was not a humble brag. Wow. Like he read like from A to A through Z. Z. Wow. Yeah. That's... But yeah, absolutely. You know, you got Malcolm X copying out the dictionary, the whole thing. Well, learning like, all the words. I'm going to be honest. Like, I always tell people I'm more Malcolm than Martin. And I think it's because of, like, the. He's so literal. Like, just like he yeah. is not fucking. Like, he's not trying to do flowery language or right. to anybody with poetry or nothing like that. He's just like, we'll fuck you up if you touch us. Right. You know, like, yeah. and I don't understand why that was so perceived as so aggressive is just self-defense that's all he was advocating you know well, people I don't know, know how to act around that yeah, yeah well and and yeah I, there's a whole podcast that i could tell you about that talks about the civil rights movement and the x-men um and oh. it, it dives into that deep well, with speaking lots of, of which yeah you have a podcast i do damien i do uh, have a podcast. and i've actually listened to a handful of them yeah and i can say honestly i feel smarter and dumber listening to it <laughs> Because you and Ed, you uh -huh. know, you're both teachers and you hold yep. true to your role, you yeah. know, because I learn a lot in these. Like, I listened, cool. there were five of them about comparing professional wrestling to the Civil War and the lost cause. Yeah. And it made sense. Mm -hmm. And I had a big heart on because I grew up watching AWA wrestling. And yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. Because, you know, I was a I'm a history major. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, I never looked at it like that. Mm -hmm. And then I felt so dumb, like, fuck, I don't know any of the shit that they're talking about. <laughs> so it just made me aware of what I don't know. Well, that's good, though. So you know. tell me about your podcast. Yeah, sure. It's called uh, A Geek History of Time. Mm -hmm. And it's essentially my friend Ed and I, Ed Blaylock and I, we teach each other. So we're mm -hmm. both huge nerds. We're both historians. And we have surprisingly little overlap mm -hmm. in what we know. So he knows all these other game systems I don't know shit about. He mm -hmm. knows all these other fictions that I know nothing about, um, and vice versa. And like same role thing, role-playing game systems. Yeah, role-playing oh, game mm -hmm. systems, all kinds of shit. Like he did one on how BattleTech was Thatcherism 
from England. I listened uh, to those. It was a great one. You know, yeah. I learned so much in that because I didn't know, like, oh, the only oh, thing I knew about... Oh, Warhammer one. Oh, yeah, he also did Warhammer yeah. was Thatcherism. You're right. Battletech mm-hmm. was a, a different beast. Uh, Battletech was the Yellow Peril. That's I haven't listened to that one yet. Um, is is good, but uh, mm-hmm. he he focuses on on like the medieval history and uh, Japanese history, and he's he's got a real real broad and deep knowledge of a lot of things all through there. I am kind of I hit either end of both of those. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm it, you know I speak Latin, so mm-hmm. I know a lot of ancient history. But then I also uh, got my master's degree in studying women's suffrage in England mm-hmm. um, and then across the pond in America. And so I have like this other set of knowledge and stuff like that. And he knows a lot of military history. I don't. And so his geekdom and my geekdom also don't overlap that much because, you know, he, he liked a lot of the robot stuff and mm-hmm. I like a lot of the other stuff. And so we just spend the time teaching each other <coughs> about these connections that we find mm-hmm. in the, the geekery that we love and the history that it came up in. And that's... I'm always going to stand for all of his episodes because I learned so much from them. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy them a lot. Otherwise, I'm just holding court on shit that I know about. Sure. But uh, he did a two, two-part episode on uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, wrote about World War One without meaning to write about World War One. I. I heard those. Oh, it's so <laughs> those good. Those were good. Are so we, good. Are we sure he didn't mean to? Yeah. Because it's kind of like... Yeah, it's, Kurt it's pretty obvious. Kurt Vonnegut's experience in World mm-hmm. War Two kind of informs his writing. Oh, yeah. I guess, I guess that that's informs, but and we we have a running theme and a running joke now that authorial intent doesn't mean shit, because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's very much you know, and and it's it's because of the air you breathe, but yeah, uh, it releases every Friday night, mm-hmm. so uh, tonight probably around midnight, the next one will drop. I'm not sure which one it is gonna be. It might be about screwball comedies from the 1940s. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, oh, it's is, called is Ed. Publishing. What's that? Ed's the one who puts it out. Well, we both do, and we yeah, got it. We've got a producer who puts it out. But uh, I, I try not to know stuff so that I can focus on what I do know. And uh, uh, tell your producer uh, not to tuck off Mike. Yeah, that was that was my <laughs> fault, and I will. Producer George, he he meant well, and he's done some really good things for our sound. Cool. You you don't hear the thumping as much anymore. Yeah, yeah we 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 also we statted out a bunch of historical characters to make the ultimate historical D and D party. Oh really? Yeah, it was rad. Like, uh, and is there we, anything? Is there any ethical quandaries about that? That's, no. Isn't that kind of like diagnosing them? No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like, for a yeah, game. Yeah. Um, but Teddy Roosevelt didn't make the cut because Harriet Tubman was a much better scout. Oh, that was kind of that cool. was a good one. That was yeah. A, and who? Was, oh fuck, I can't remember her name. The sniper, the Russian. Oh, uh, or Ukrainian. I guess. Yeah, uh, Ludmilla. Thank you. Uh, Valovchenko, I want to say. I forget. Ludmilla is on Yeah, Ludmilla. Yeah. And yeah, she. I never even. Because I remember hearing about it. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, shit, now I got to look it up. Oh, that's yeah. the great thing about your podcast is I'm like, fuck it. Now I got to pause this and look this <laughs> shit up. I've done that so many. How many people so, are in this party? Uh, it's a six person party. Yeah. So you had to pick the, the best. And so he picked the. Uh, he, he beat me four to two because <laughs> the, the producer had to choose, like, out of all the people we, we threw out there. He picked. He got our upfront fighter is the uh, barbarian who stood on the bridge to uh, protect the Vikings from the English. Mm. Um, he's called the barbarian on the bridge. We don't know his real name. Uh, he was just this insane. Like he could end up with about five hundred hit points when he's raging. Barbarian. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I took. Uh, I I got our distance fighter Lyudmila because she's hitting four times in a round. And she's doing was your on, damage roll what on you average? It was? it was forty to eighty. Okay, yeah. Wait, have we all played D and D? You played D and D a lot. Yeah. Okay, when I was uh, younger, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I think his, yeah, his his magic user uh, was Mary Shelley from Frankenstein because <laughs> she's a necromancer. Uh, so <laughs> reduce, reuse, recycle. I think his cleric also won. Uh, the guy who started the Jesuit order, and but I got the ranger and I got the distance fighter, and then he got the other four. 
So it was, it was, it was fun. And so now we're going to come up with six fictional characters. Should you split, so. split it down the middle, like three and three? Isn't that, isn't well, that's that? the thing. It's like that was the competition. Yeah. His characters the were better. better. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I chose uh, Wong Fei Hung, and I chose, um, who else? Molly Pitcher. And he didn't take either of those. And I even had Harry Houdini and Walt Disney as my uh, magic users. And it didn't work. So I was like, okay, I, I lost there. And it's so yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Asians are used to not getting cast. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, man, that's something I was, uh, anyway, I lament that a lot. That's that's my own, that's a different podcast. What's that? Yeah. There's never any Asians in nothing. Mm. Like, and Asians nothing. are rarely cast in American yeah. productions. You know, and I watched Rogue One. Big I Trouble in Little China. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, they're all stereotypically cast in that one movie. That's yeah. what it's like. You get one movie, crazy, you know, crazy rich Asians. Yep. Every Asian from everywhere is in that movie, and then it's <laughs> and like then we're done. We're not Hollywood's gonna like we're you know, cool like now. Slumdog right? Millionaire. Yeah. They yeah. get their yeah, yeah. 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 Technically, but I mean, like I, I think like I was talking to somebody about this about uh, the Joker because the Joker mm-hmm. has hella black actors in it. Yeah, and it's not a black movie. No, but I think that's important. Somebody was saying, well, it's not about race, and that's not necessarily good. I said, well, black people and Asians and Latinos and Arabs and whoever else, gay mm-hmm. people need to gay people need to be in movies that aren't about being gay, and black right. people need to be in movies that aren't about being black. Mm-hmm. I mean, they we're here, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, right. always. And I think the same like that's the thing is I feel like Asians are vastly underrepresented, yeah. And, yeah. especially considering they represent a majority of the humans on this planet. Yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. So I actually feel yeah. like the when I watch um, British stuff, this is a totally tangent. I'm sorry, but uh, British stuff, I feel like the BBC and maybe Channel Four have a quota. Because they always have. Somebody, they might actually. You know, they always. Doctor Who always has. They're mm-hmm. good at mixing. Uh, yeah. Being human, uh, the ghost was uh, African or uh, not African American, uh, <laughs> African British, yeah. Afro Anglo. Yeah, yeah. Afro Anglo. And then the dude, the the, the van- vampire dude, looked. I don't know what that he guy Aiden Turner. Yeah, Aiden yeah. Turner's Irish, but he's black Irish. I right. obviously, yep. you know, like he's some. Yeah, he's, he looks Middle Eastern or something like yeah, that. Yeah, his hair had the kink to it. Yeah, yeah, and then, but then you know, you always end up with like in those kind of shows, you end up with like a cop that's Pakistani or something. Right. They they overrepresent. Like it's, yeah. yeah, I've looked at their stats. Like, Disney. Yeah. My kid's watching a lot of Disney now. Oh, and yeah. Are they stepping every, up finally? Every family is mixed. Oh, you know, there's always adoptions. And, good. You know, it's like, shit, there's one Jesse, like some nanny chick, and really? like two white kids, an Indian kid, and a black girl, and, and That's totally awesome. lily white, you know, parents. But it's it's still super. And the but, the butler looks like the dad, the uncle from uh, Fresh Pence. Oh, really? But oh, he's wow. white. Okay. Actually, that guy just passed yeah. away. That the guy, Uncle, Uncle Phil. Oh, yeah. Uncle Phil, oh, yeah. he died a few years back. No, just really yesterday. No. Yeah, he was sixty-eight. Same day as Cummins. Mm, no. Yeah. Uncle Phil. I'm gonna look it up. Why Anyways, or argue? Jeffrey. Why you guys acting like Uncle Phil? Yeah. Anyway, let's find. So anyway, that's a geek history of time. Yeah. Uh, it's the episode's an hour long. Give yourself a little bit longer because you're gonna stop and look shit I up. I have no middle. internet. That's true. That's true. AT and T doesn't fuck with your house. Teo, you've got a show. Yeah. It's it's uh, diversity and dragons. I basically run a role playing game for uh, three comedians. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fun as fuck. I, I love it. It's like that's yeah, a live I, show, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like telling somebody, I go, I love this show. It like we just kind of fell into it, but it's like I was made to do this. Like mm-hmm. you know, just gming, mm-hmm. you know, running games since I was like in the third grade, and then like writing stand up, and then I got into improv later because I wanted to be a little more flexible. That's mm-hmm. one of the things that I felt like improv is, I had to think about, well, how am I going to be more flexible in a situation where I wrote something for myself? Mm-hmm. And then I just had to like, all this, you know, there's like a, 
I don't know what you call it. It's not a rivalry. I guess it is a rivalry mm-hmm. between stand-ups and, and improv on our scene. Well, it's like the jocks and the band geeks, kind of. Yeah, yeah and that's but how like, they see it's, it. It's very one-sided. Sure. Like stand-ups look down on improv people. Improv guys Improv people are shit. like, oh, cool. Yes, and? Yeah. And you want to join us? Go yeah, ahead. improv people are. They do. They, I don't I know if they look wrong. down on us, but mm-hmm. they when I'm in an improv circle or I'm trying to do stuff, they're like, "Oh, that's so stand up." Like, no. like, uh, and it's it's because like we seek. They're sick of our shit. Well, we try to. <laughs> we kill I was the trying scene. to explain. Yeah. Like, I'm like, it's not our ego because they're like, "Well, you guys always try to do stuff that makes you look good and, and doesn't right. leave us with anything, other people with anything." And I'm like, "It's because we're used to being alone. It's not mm-hmm. our yeah. ego. It's like it, you know, we're it's used the, to yeah. having a." Be, be like generating laughter like every couple seconds or you know right. every 15 seconds if you're not hearing yeah. that laugh you get nervous and then I go but you know it just takes time to realize that you got to kind of spike you know like serve the ball up for somebody else right mm-hmm. you know and it's like and then the other thing you got to realize is that when you do like something that's funny like I was trying to talk like if somebody like an improviser might come out and be like you know hey Hey Phil, help me wash the dog. And then the stand-ups first thing: Are you gonna suck its dick too? <laughs> like that's the first thing right. you're gonna like try to go right for yeah. the fucking yeah. funniest. But that kill. just kills the scene. Yeah, yeah, because then then the, like yeah. the, the whole improv, you you're trying to build stuff in improv, yeah, right? You know? And and, and, and but how like, do you build on that? Yeah, you, there's nowhere to go. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you know, just you're gonna suck more dog dicks. You know what? How? Where do you go? There's no. Oh, that's so interesting. But that it is. It's it's like a different yeah. way. And so like in in my show, what I realized is I needed more. I needed improv. I started with three stand-ups that I admire and respect. They're great comics. I did Jan Tyler, Jason Bargert, Emma Haney. But the thing is, it ends up being more like Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mm-hmm. We're not really playing D&D. I'm just telling right. them what's going on, and they shit on me. <laughs> like, right. And that's a, it's all kind of funny. You know, It was yeah. funny, but I was like, guys, I really need you to play your characters. And then you know, we had this whole discussion, and I was like, Jason was like, dude, I think improvisers would be good at this. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, and so, but I, it, you know, Emma really loves it, so she wants to be out all the time. It's really great. She uh, provides the grounding for people that don't get it. Mm-hmm. She just wants she's to the kill Winston shit. Zedmore of the group. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she just she plays a lot of video games, so she's like, you know, the improvisers going off being like, I I checked the thing and whatever, and then I'm like, oh god, you know, and then they they're back and forth with you know cre- helping to create yeah. a like yeah. a really rich scene, and then she's like, can I fuck? Shut up. Can I kill it? You know, like can <laughs> right. I kill it? When do right. I get to roll the die? You know, still stand uping. Yeah, really? yeah, but yeah. it's fucking great. It really works out. Yeah, because you've got that contrast. You've got that. Yeah, yeah, and and I think like the purpose of my show, um, like I grew up kind of playing. Uh, you know, I was introverted, and that's one thing I wonder if introversion isn't in and of itself a sign of being on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, I was very introverted when I was younger. But I ended up finding role playing games mm-hmm. through some weird like my neighbor just happened to play them. I went through an exploration of uh, like Elf Quest and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and like all these other iterations and Marvel superheroes. But I, you know, I started with D and D Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons, but then I just started going out from there. And I, I, I realized as I got older, I think part of it is like in a fantasy game, and I'm just speaking for myself. Mm-hmm. But fantasy games, fantasy the genre is very Eurocentric. Extremely. Sure. Yeah. And it's and it's kind of frozen in time, like in a time period where people be like where everybody th- well and it's 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 false history by the way. Yeah. But it's frozen in a time yes. where everybody thought only white people were in Europe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and 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 so you've got the Eurocentrism plus it's well, like yeah, you don't really belong here. You can't like make a character that's like you. You can make a right. white, you know, like and so Everything's then I, based though on like the Tolkien stuff, like the Dungeons and Dragons, right? And that's pretty damn white. Well, there's some stuff so, that's not though. There's like supposed the, to be mythology for the UK. The sky, yeah. the so, sky realms of Jorun is like a fantasy world, but uh-huh. it's actually like um, about 
uh, a planet that was crashed on, but then the technology was lost. So there's all mm-hmm. kinds of different stuff going on there. There's a lot of different... So we need a Black Panther fantasy game. Yeah, well, you can just do that. That's another yeah. thing is I realize you can just hack any system. Yeah. I like yeah. generic systems like GURPS mm-hmm. and yeah. Fudge and Fate and like all these other... Because they, they let you do what you want to do mm-hmm. with it. And uh, But th- I started thinking about... Yeah, Brian Crawl, who runs Comedy Spot, asked me, could I do a spot on a geek show he was doing? Mm-hmm. Where I did, and, and I was just like... He's like, hey, do you want to... Um, Not biting the heads off chickens. No, no. <laughs> Different no, kind of geek. No. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but, but he, Carney reference. Yeah, that is a good Carney reference. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I love carnies. No, I'm just kidding. I, uh, but no. um, he said, can you explain D&D to me? I'll just ask dumb questions because I'm yeah. interested in it, but I don't know. And then I said, how about I just run it? Yeah. And then he said, can you do that in five minutes? I'm like, no, but it'll be funny. you know. Yeah. And then so we mm-hmm. did that. And then afterwards, he's like, you should pitch that as a show because yeah. every, everybody loved it. And so Dejan and Emma were there. They were on that geek show. And so then. Is that going to happen again or no? Uh what or is that what turned well, he into has a diversity? Regular show. Yeah, it's a yeah. regular show. I every fourth Saturday. At, uh, so you got uh, one on the twenty sixth, right? The twenty sixth of October and the twenty nice. third of November. Comedy spot in Sacramento. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. How much to get in? It's five dollars. What time? Ten thirty. You're good. PM. Yeah. You must have a podcast. I do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do. You guys have another show. Yeah, I I run Capital Punishment mm-hmm. with Daniel Humbarger and Mark Berg is our referee. And essentially, if you imagine like three mile but with puns and a wheel, uh, and it's a tournament. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, it would be like me against you. We'd spin the wheel, and it pops up on cheese, and now we have to pun on cheese back oh, and forth. Ba- exactly. Uh, no, and- <laughs> my wife would love that. Oh, she should come she, see it. I told her, yeah. you need to go see this. We uh, couldn't last time, but yeah. But uh, we pun back and forth on on cheese, and then the winner of that one, and then you know, it's best two out of three. Mm-hmm. So whoever wins out of us goes on in the tournament, and whoever wins the tournament has to come out against me and Daniel Humbarger for the boss battle. Okay. And it's completely set up for you to lose. Nice. We've had six people in our history win it. Nice. And it's astounding when they do. It's amazing. Because yeah. we get through we get six strikes. They only get three. Okay. They have to knock us out. We don't we just have to outlast them and we never tell them the topic ahead of time. Mm-hmm. We got an audience participation round and all kinds of stuff. But I really uh, like that, by yeah. the way. That's a newer feature, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that started cool. And that was Daniel's idea. Um it's it's funny, he and I are uh, very, we, we our contrast is it works so well. Our chemistry is is so solid. Uh, cool. And somebody told me they're like, you are one of the best straight men I've ever seen. And I was like, yeah, cool. yeah, because I I'm like I'm all about like how can I serve it up? Mm-hmm. How can I you know how can I do that? Um, I don't have to knock it out of the park every time because mm-hmm. I know I'm coming back for the show next month, and so I try to serve it up so other people can. You guys just had one last Friday. We did, and then we've got another one. And uh, every once in a while, we'll do a uh, a themed version. So mm-hmm. this coming November first, uh, so go to Teo's show mm-hmm. on the twenty sixth, and then come out to our show on the first, which nice. is the following Friday at Luna's uh, downtown, uh, Art Luna's uh, Juice Cafe, mm-hmm. Bar and Grill. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's a ten dollar ticket. You get in, and you get to shout out topics to us, uh, mm-hmm. and it's an all teacher edition. Ooh. So we've got only teachers on stage, nice. and the topics will be teacher oriented. Nice, um, and it's it's going to be fantastic. It's it's uh, teachers are are masterful punters. Um, Very cool. And so it's going to be it's going to be solid as shit. I was it's really amazed. Uh, I got to be there when Casey Shingara. I yeah, she's going to be on it. Yeah, she was going against Anastasia mm-hmm. Spitz. Yep, Spitzer. Um, and they were brilliant. Like yeah, so, yeah. Were. Casey was amazing. So and I she'll would, be on it as yeah. as will my partner in in crime Ed. 
Cool. He's going to be on it because nice. he's a teacher. Yeah. Uh, and you you hear him on my podcast always. You guys have puns. Being very <laughs> angry at my puns. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, do it on stage, bitch. This could be a lot. <laughs> <of great. laughs> but uh, and also uh, Tim Haybear, mm-hmm. um, who is a teacher in the Sac City Unified School District, as well as Kelly Nicole. Oh, although yeah. she's possibly got a different last name because she's now married. But oh, she's oh, a yeah. teacher up in uh, up the, up the hill That's a little right. bit. Right. I forgot. Yeah. So yeah, and she's fantastic. Was... Uh, so it's it's going to be a really cool. Every time tournament. I see Kelly, I always remember Fupa. Yep. But <laughs> yep. Oh, she has a Fupa joke too. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, and uh, it's better than the anyway. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, this was like double the amount of a normal show, which is cool because what I happens when you get two Thanks people who are it's awesome. On the uh, email us. <laughs> talk too much. Uh, yeah. standupdads at gmail.com. More about me. More about yeah. Me. Enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is outro. Uh, <laughs> Subscribe to us. We drop new episodes every Sunday. Mike's not here, but you can, if you like the artwork on the uh, logo or whatever the hell it is, check them out at Pencil for Hire. That's Pencil F O R Hire.com. Uh, listen to my side project uh, run by Big Nick. It's Gag on This. We record every Wednesday night at Blacktop Comedy Club at 5 30. We interview local comics, have a great time doing it. And oh, one thing I wanted to bring up. Oh, two things actually. Uh, Discover Pod Awards. They are accepting nominations through October 22nd. This oh, drops cool. on the 21st, so perfect. nominate Stand Up Dads, nominate Geek, uh, geek History, History of Time, of time. Uh, nominate Gag on this. Uh, there are different categories. There's like kids and family and comedy and a whole bunch of others. Right, um, in, right in Diversity and Dragons, even though we're not a podcast. It's not a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure, why the fuck Ruin not? it for one of the other three. <laughs> Go to uh, awards.discoverpods.com slash nominations. I'll put a link to that on the show notes and... And you got till Tuesday to get this up. And, oh, uh, mm-hmm. Halloween is a week and a half away. Mm-hmm. Blue pumpkins. Yes. So Shall I explain? Or? Yeah, well, because there's two versions. There's the one where the kid carries the pumpkin uh-huh. bag, and then you have the one where the blue pumpkins are in the window. Yeah. So that's where I'm kind of... So the one that the kid carries is a signal to people that you go yeah. trick-or-treating door-to-door, and you see, oh, they've got a blue pumpkin. Don't be so, so effusive toward them. Yes. They might have an auditory processing mm-hmm. disorder. They might be really scared. They might not know to say thank you and please. They might so, be nonverbal. Yeah, yeah. So please don't give them shit for not being polite enough. Sure. So. Uh, really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know about them. When yeah. 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 We do this. It's been on for about three years, but this year it's really caught traction. Like people are starting. Oh, I, I think it hit critical okay. mass. So the blue com- pumpkin in the window, as I recall, or at the front of the house, or something. Yeah, is uh, and I could be wrong on this one, but it's um, somebody at the house has those issues. Yeah, okay. and therefore okay. I think I think I'm not I sure. Could, yeah. yeah, I don't know if it was like so. they're friendly to it or you know like the old hobo code. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's candy here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Lady gives candy. Well, Damien and Teo, thank you so much for coming out. Thanks for having us. We'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Hey, thanks.